episode 82 of from the sidelines we are gonna jump right on into this what is up guys what is going on how are we doing out there tonight a uh, little round of applause jumping on in excited to be back in the show we had a great show with dan napoli last week uh, if you guys haven't listened to that yet i would recommend going to check it out we have another awesome guest for you guys tonight we're gonna bring him in in just a few short minutes but here are our hosts that we got here every single week steven hatch you're right above me tonight what's going on man we're here dude episode 82 and uh i'm excited the off scene is coming to a close and i cannot wait to be playing on the, the nxl circuit again it's uh it's coming quick uh, a couple short weeks here and we all will uh, yeah we'll be in vegas man it's gonna be uh, exciting we got the summit awards out there we got the first nxl event there's a lot of cool things going down there let's bring in our other host brandon brando baird how you doing up there buddy what's up everyone uh we're back it's been a long it was another long week you know leading up to this um felt like it dragged on again but you know we you gotta feel the rhythm feel the rhyme let's go boys feel the it's rush. podcast time <laughs> it's pump sled time oh, all right i went a different place damn. with that but uh i respect Both the uh, respect the reference for sure um well let's go ahead let's uh, get our formalities out of the way guys we gotta talk about our sponsors that we have for the show let's start from the bottom this time let's go reverse order weltsclothingco.com you can head over there grab some of their uh, awesome apparel they've got some new drops that just came out on the site for the beginning of the 2024 season let's go check that out weltsclothing.com use code ftS you'll save a little bit of money when you're checking out over there we also have nectar energy NECTR.energy. awesome little energy pouch you can throw in if uh, you need to get some energy on the go it's a great little clean uh, caffeine and uh, neurotropic source so you can go check out more information at NECTR.energy. we'll talk about them more later on as well promo code over there is is mafia productions all one word you're uh, gonna get a buy two get one free so might as well if you're gonna be checking it out use that promo code mafia productions uh go check that out at neCTRnectar.energy. and last but not least we got liquid iv <laughs> i tricked brandon out he was ready to make it he's sitting over there waiting now but uh he's grabbing one tonight he'll be uh what, what's the flavor of the night what's the lemon lime we're Leg- going, with lemon going lime. back to lemon lime so again refreshing. not changing it up this week but uh he got a couple of those big pouches over there which you can check out at liquidiv.com uh grab some for yourself stay hydrated at the field you know in your daily life whatever you need it for it's an awesome little tool we use it all the time shout out to them over at liquidiv.com use code mafia underscore mafia you're gonna save 15 percent and get uh or 20 percent on that one i was wrong 20 percent and get uh free shipping over there so head over liquidiv use code mafia underscore mafia Awesome. Well, that's all the formalities, all the things we got to go through at the top of each show. Let's go ahead and bring in our guest for tonight. Uh, he's former pro player. He's uh, staying in the game, which is awesome because sometimes, you know, you do see players who maybe they come down, come up, and, you know, then they kind of disappear. You don't see him as much anymore. Out. But it is great to see that he is staying in the game. He has uh, taken a position with a semi-pro team for this year, and we're going to you know, have him get into that a little bit. Uh, but he's been on the show before. He's a friend of the show. He's a friend of us in the Northern California area. Uh, he's a really, he's an awesome guy, and we're, uh, we're, we're happy to have him back on tonight. So, ladies and gentlemen, Jordan Boyum, how are you doing, man? Welcome back on to From the Sideline. I'm doing great, man. I appreciate you guys bringing me back on. I know we haven't seen each other in a while just because, you know, off-season's crazy, but... Uh, I'm sure we'll be seeing each other quite a bit this year. So yeah, I'm looking forward I, to it. I feel like it's been the longest gap since like rebirth almost. Like, uh, yeah, I'm I'm used to being in that living room you're sitting in and hanging out with you guys, but uh, it's yeah. been a it's been a while since that. You know, the off season's been taking everything, and even last year when you uh, you know took took the part on Ironman, it kind of took you to uh, separate practices, separate fields for different things. So it's uh, yeah, it'll be cool mm-hmm. to 
potentially maybe see you around a little bit more this year that would be awesome but we'll we'll see what happens so let's i mean let's you know jump into that man uh playing with a new team this year if you want to kind of you know introduce that and maybe how that transition happened yeah so um you know to be honest with you i wasn't even sure i was gonna be playing paintball anymore you know kind of like what you'd mentioned and uh you know, the off season was kind of going by and we'll get into the details as to how that all happened. But, you know, I had actually reached out to a few teams and then I was talking with one of my old teammates, Ben Challenger, uh, on the side <laughs> and it just kind of came up, Hey, you know, how'd it work if, you know, we became teammates again. And then, you know, I talked to some other familiar faces on that team that are in charge and, and they were willing to bring me on the whole team. You know, it sounds like they were willing to bring me on, so I was I was pretty excited for that. You know, cause that's that's what I want. I want to be with a, a team that wants me to be a part of the team. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and filling in that oh, gap yeah. for anyone out there who doesn't know, it's uh, Ology, so based out of the Pacific Northwest, I would say. Uh, I'm not too sure what you guys claim is your home field um, for, for that team. Yeah, so I'm actually going to go practice with them this weekend up in Washington at KC Crusaders. There's okay. going to be a big scrimmage practice, uh, big scrimmage weekend there. I think uh, some of the Map Chim and his boys are going to be out there, and I think Seattle Cartel and a couple other teams. So we're going to get a good nice. grinding up there, and I'll get to know the the my, my new teammates because I haven't really met them in person yet, other than you know the guys I already know. Mm-hmm. And then um, yeah, Teamology. They're from Oregon. I think all of them are local. I'm the only person that is out of state. Well, out of the region. Because you got one guy that lives in Washington, and the rest are from Oregon, from what mm-hmm. I understand, of Portland area. Okay, so yeah, all that Pacific Northwest, and then you know one North yeah. Cowboy coming on in. They're just kind of up there, yeah. I feel but, like Pacific Northwest, anything above California, it's just yeah, you know, yeah. That's pretty much what it is. I I will say though, I mean, uh-huh. you, you kind of said there, Ben, that's one of your former te- uh, teammates, uh, Josh Halberg that's as right. well. Um, you yeah. know, it's kind of almost that 2019 semi-pro line coming back a little bit not all the way not you know fully but there's a couple of those spots there yeah um you know it kind of feels that it feels like that a little bit but more just you know kind of being around guys that have a different perspective of the game and you know their goals align with my goals so i felt like it was just a good fit um and at first it actually wasn't going to happen and then after some you know talking to those guys a little bit more it, it ended up figuring itself out so awesome and it's, nice, it's kind of it's it's funny the timing of this recording because you know as the moment there's a lot going on with ology in particular and kind of the whole paintball spotlight with everything uh we'll definitely talk about yeah. that uh you know a little bit here but you know we, we set this up a couple weeks ago and you know it's it's kind of funny to see the you know placement of now. All right, Jordan's going to be jumping onto that line that we've now kind of seen in the presses a lot, and it's gotten a lot of uh, front attention. Yeah, we got the the ex uh, ex girlfriend cameo in the background. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> she is an ex girlfriend now technically. So yeah, congrats on that, by the way, man. For, for a reason, you know, I'm sure. We're in the club. <laughs> mm. uh, hold on, I'm killing a spider right now. So hold on, where's it? Oh, well, good, good timing. Oh, that ain't a, <laughs> that ain't a tarantula. Hold on a second. That this is what he's got to deal with at home, ladies and gentlemen. He's a busy man oh. on and off the field. This ain't nothing. Hey, that's a bigger man than me, though. Damn. He's got I'm it. Not, I'm not talking live on the show. Like that. It, 
Look at that. Kill one already. Helldivers gameplay. Helldivers gameplay. That's a good one, Hatch. Um, but yeah, man. So, I mean, it's, you know, it was kind of funny that this ended up working out. Like you said, uh, you're obviously going to meet them. This is your first practice with the team this weekend. Um, you know, what do you know much about the team? Like, uh, obviously, you know, some of the guys, but all what, right. what all so, is your, you know, what is known from your side at this point? All right. So the only thing I really know is Tyler Smith. He used to actually be in North, Northern California. Um, and I, he played on DMG. So he was part of, you know, one of the orig- original DMG players. Red Jersey and, DMG. Uh, yeah, yeah. Old school. You know, they had <laughs> yeah. All their variations, but he's kind of OG to that. And then um, I think he moved up to Oregon, you know, maybe a few, quite a few years ago. And uh, I think he started his own business. And uh, I'm not sure exactly on the details. I just know it's called like Lumni Labs or something. I think they, they manufacture some type of, I don't know, it's like CBD or, so, or some type of health. Yeah, Joe's actually exactly sure. Joe reached out to us to talk about it on the show, um, and that that never yeah. came through. But uh, it does. Yeah, it's a you know CBD hemp based uh, Delta yeah. eight or nine or whatever the rule is, but. Yeah, it's, it's one of those THC, you know, kind of uh, hemp-based products. The cool thing is, what I do know about him is, you know, Tyler obviously is involved with paintball. I think his kids are in paintball now. and, and Awesome. I kind of like the way he handles his business. You know, I know a lot of people don't necessarily agree with it and, and um, you know, just kind of the way he is, but he's very straightforward, which is how I am. Mm. So I, I like... <laughs> you know, the, the way he is about how he handles his business. So I'm, I'm excited for that because I always liked Tyler. And, uh, so I, I do look forward to being around that, but, um, it sounds like his business got pretty successful and, uh, you know, he's able to give back and I know he's involved with paintball through it and I'm not sure, you know, they sponsor the team so much. I, I think some of the guys on the team work for the company. Mm. I'm not exactly sure, honestly, but, uh, yeah. They're involved, and and um, I think it's it's good thing. And Tyler's very involved with the sport. So if you're if you're that involved and you got your kids in it, then I, I consider you somewhat of an ambassador at some point, you know, some Absolutely. level because you're growing the sport because you got the youth involved. So that's huge. And I think he does a lot for you know helping out with Thomas Taylor and their kids and stuff. So it seems like a pretty good deal up where they got. So I'm, I'm excited for that. So I think it's Lumni. Is it Lumni? l-u-m-i i think lumi yeah yeah lumi yeah and yeah i think joe barrett's working over there now and and josh hallberg another mm-hmm. big piece of that i think he's a business okay. partner with tyler so it i mean knowing all those guys and now getting to play with josh and all them again dude i'm, I'm excited i think the team's actually gonna be pretty strong and the, the other players on the team you know they have some experience as well and yeah, I, I, I mean, trust me, I watched a lot of footage of them. There's the, a lot of it online. On the YouTube, funny thing, so. uh, the, the funny thing to me with the Ology roster, you guys mm-hmm. are a, like a half of a pro roster essentially. Like, there's a lot of dudes on yes. that team who are current NXL pro level talent who just maybe weren't able or, to find their yeah. spot on a roster, or you know, their team got pushed down, which happened to you, and then it starts the whole you know everything that happens from there. Well. Yeah, and you know, everyone takes their own path and you know, if you want to get into the whole not being pro anymore thing, we can get into that, but uh, hold on a second. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, Cooper's going off. Geez. Cooper never so, you know, everyone has kids and stuff and, and dude, I'd love to have kids someday. But 
this dog needs to not exist when that happens. <laughs> yeah, uh, if, if you guys uh, don't know, a freaking, is it a terrier of some type, right? Uh, I forget dude, what breed of dog he is. A, but... um, no, it's a cattle dog, man. It's a Queens and Healer. Oh. Mm, yeah, so he's he just a, has nonstop he's energy. He's, oh, God, he's yeah. a crazy dude. I've met him a couple times. <laughs> he's a nutball, man. He's something else for sure. Constant attention. But anyways, um, I'm going to meet all the guys this weekend. And they're very committed. They play every single weekend. I think a lot of times, you know, I've been in the group chat for a few weeks. And they're, I mean, double days all the time. They're grinding. And that's honestly what I want to be a part of because it's, you know, being on Ironman, it, it wasn't quite like that. And I had, I wasn't confident that, you know, some of the teammates were putting in the same level of work as, you know, some of the others, you know, and at a pro level, you know, you need that across the board. And, it, and I think that was a piece of why the Ironman weren't successful and why some of the changes were made. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's deeper and it's a big story, but... You know, we're we're here now. I'm gonna play semi pro. I'll get to see Hatch a bunch, and uh, I'm <laughs> taking the, I'm God, taking the dude. hard road, man. I'm, I'm I'm my plan is to get back into pro, but I'm gonna spend this year refining some of my skills, trying to contribute to this team and and uh, help them be more competitive. Um, and they want to go pro, and so that's the goal. And and we'll just start there. Mm -hmm. No, it's, yeah, man. I I mean it's. <laughs> It depends on you because I know that whole Ironman aftershock, everything that happened with Die and all that behind the scenes this offseason was a lot. There was a lot that happened there behind closed oh, doors. Yeah. So mm -hmm. obviously, you know, feel free to discuss whatever level you feel comfortable with. But I mean, was yeah. it more your decision to walk away from the Ironman or did you not necessarily have a chance to come back this year? Uh, zero chance. So basically okay. around Thanksgiving, you know, I was... After World Cup, I was told to expect a phone call at some point, kind of validating where I stand with the team. You're supposed to make a call to every player, and I never got a call. And I was like, okay, well, that's not good. Eh, that's not a good sign, you know. But uh, I, I've never been one of those people that puts myself out there or like pushes my way into the front type of thing. So I just, hey, man, doing the off season thing, spending time with the family, you know, handling work, doing all the other stuff that we do, right? And then. Yep. I had reached out to some of my old team, well, some of my old teammates, and I was like, "Hey, man, like, have you heard anything?" And one of the guys was like, "Dude, you, I mean, I've been talking to Billy. Like, you know, if you have any questions, you should just call him to, you know, but you should be good." So I was like, "Oh, all right. Mm -hmm. Well, let me just go straight to the the horse's mouth, right, and just call Billy up." And you know, Billy picked up the phone and. You know, we, we had our discussion, which I won't get into details about, but it was overall a positive discussion, and it pretty much reaffirmed me that my spot was solidified on the team and uh, for 2024, and it was like, all right, man, let's get to work. I knew the things that I needed to get better at, and, and that's just kind of where it was. Mm -hmm. And I was excited for it because I felt like there was a lot of missed opportunity in 2023, and uh, it was just kind of a disaster and, and a lot of dysfunction, but it is what it is. The season was over. It was a wash. Let's get on to next year, and I'm looking for greener pastures, right? And uh, so, you know, then getting through the, the winter, started hearing about some of these moves that are being made, and then a couple guys got added into the group chat, and I'm like, well, this is kind of weird, you know? <laughs> What's going on here? What's going on yeah. here, dude? Like, you know? 
uh, not really quite sure, but you know, me just trying to be a good teammate and supportive. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, just, you know, getting excited for some of these new pickups and, you know, getting, re- getting ready to figure out when we're going to start practicing. And then, um, Shane Pistana called. Well, actually the night before I got cut, um, I had found out that Nick Sloyak got cut and, um, that was surprising to me mm-hmm. because Absolutely. I felt like, and I was like, man, if, if slow yet got cut, nobody's safe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he was like a, he, I mean, he, we worked for that. He, he's a, like a factory player. I will say, I think this was by this time they knew the aftershock thing was happening. Like die internally 100%. did. So it was kind of like they knew sure. he was staying in a die team. So yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I feel like the chips were all moved. Well, long before, <laughs> yeah, Billy, like maybe slightly after Billy and I's conversation, I think that's when everything kind of got decided because it was my understanding, and I didn't even talk to Shane in between that, and even he was like, "No, you're good, dude. Like, let's go, dude." When I I told you what I told you, like we're 100 percent in. So it was just kind of funny, and that's how you saw me on Capital Edge that weekend. You know, I was getting ready to get back into it. And, you know, I had all the die stuff on. Yeah, I was going to say, full die man out there, yeah. Feeling feeling good about things and getting ready for the season and stuff. And then um, I got a call from Shane. I was actually supposed to meet up with him. And then he called me and he's like, yeah, uh, got the roster and you're not on it. And, uh, you know, I, it was, I was a little upset about it, you know, just because I felt like I didn't really get the um, – it was just, man, that, that – you know the one thing i'll say is that situation was hard for anybody to succeed i i can kind of imagine i can definitely see why yeah i put that on the management and i put that on the coaching and then i put a little bit of accountability on the players themselves because it takes a team effort to be successful so you got to look at that right and there was not one moment throughout the whole season where five guys wanted to become a team Hmm. and that's a, they're very difficult for anybody to, to succeed. So if anything, what I did take away from that experience is what not to do. And that's how I kind of look at it. It's like, all right, man, that sucked. That was not fun. But I pushed through it, and I felt like I actually still deserved a spot on the team. And going back and looking at matches and watching matches, because I'm the only player on that team that's not pro anymore. Mm-hmm. If you look. Mm-hmm. And, I don't agree with watching, that fully, but... I was watching some of those matches. Well, the Thunder guys, they um, they kind of walked away. I, I think they, I think they kind of knew some things, but mm. I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't want to speak for them, so it is what it is. But of um, course, you know, they they got they got live stuff going on too. But anyways, uh, you know, I went back watch matches, and I was just I was pretty upset for a little bit, man. I was ready to just you know what, forget all this. This is this is just this is ridiculous, man. It's political. Uh, you know, I was blaming other things i was blaming my, i was taking accountability for myself too you know i talked to my brother who's probably been my best mentor and, and like, hey, i mean man. he was in that situation a little bit too he would be the mm-hmm. person who knows mm-hmm. better than anyone yeah he's gonna give me the best most truest answer and honestly you know him and i spent a lot of time together and um he's like you know you you weren't undeniable and so if you're not undemi- if you're not undeniable then how do you expect someone to see you and i dude i Totally understood that, and I was like, "Man, you know, you're right." Um, whether I outplayed players that were on the team or are currently on other teams, which I felt like I did throughout almost the entire season, um, and and a lot of moments, you know, maybe not necessarily always at the tournaments because I didn't get the opportunities, 
but practices, bro, come on now. Like, I mean, everyone makes mistakes, but dude, <laughs> I put in, the, I was putting in the work, bro. Like I was treating it like a professional sport. Yeah, and, I, I need to, I, 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 I want to step in here a little bit too, because you know? I, Jordan, I feel like in your pro career, you've always been slept on. Um, I you know, agree. being, you know, I I, I'm, I'm a little yeah. biased. I've, you know, obviously filming Rebirth, I spent an absorbent amount of time with that DMG lineup. And every time, no one would ever talk about Jordan Boyum. And that always bit me because if you watch the gameplay footage, if you watch who's left alive, who's survivability, who's doing jobs out there, a lot of the times on that squad, on other squads you've been on since, it's been you. But you well, also man. are a calm professional. You, you don't have huge emotional outbursts. You hold it very close mm -hmm. to your chest and you play a very strategic and logical method. And I think some people take that as you don't care when it's not. It's just that's how you play the game. It's very analytical and it's to the point. It's not emotional and huge. but Precise it's, and focused. That's a very good way to put it. You know? Yeah. And I mean... The way that, the way that I've seen you, oh, my bad. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Let's, let's hear it. So... Uh, the way that I've seen it, Jabo, is uh, like obviously I've been in your guys' pits a lot when you guys were on DMG. Um, I felt like there were a lot of situations where um, the plan revolved around something certain, and then uh, so someone would be a little flip flopper, right? Look the wrong angle, something would happen. A guy goes down, shoots a couple guys, and then uh, a lot of that like weight kind of fell upon you it looked like it always looked like you took it like extra hard on yourself because uh you just weren't in, you weren't that emotional right you just looked always like you were just taking the weight directly on you so uh that's just one thing that i noticed i so, don't fully get what you yeah. mean there um but it's okay. I, I, I understand what you mean because okay. it's true i think a lot of times there was times where i think i took accountability for other people's mistakes unnecessarily that's kind of what i meant to say no and, okay and it's yeah. like it's like man you know it's one thing to be a good teammate but sometimes it's almost counterproductive because you're enabling your teammate to not be part of the team by by okay. saying that like oh i should have done this i should have done that well it's like well maybe just go to your teammate and and be a, a real teammate and be like hey man like what could i have done to help you or you know maybe give him some criticism and be like hey you know what maybe i think you should have done this and believing in myself a little bit more and having more of that confidence like we've talked about in the past to provide that leadership that, you know, even on Ironman, I think that I feel like I had a lot more to offer that I, I and that was one of the things that Billy even said was like, man, I'd like to see you speak up more, you know, and some of the coaches were like, I'd like to see you speak up more because you're actually pretty damn smart at this thing, you know, <laughs> but I don't say shit because honestly, I thought I was just doing what I was asked to be a soldier, right? Mm -hmm. And, and, and I was trying to transition away from taking so much accountability, like over, over calculating that, you know, and, and taking too much on, I was trying to simplify it and just do my job and not worry about the other variables. And it, I mean, I obviously both ways wasn't the correct way. Right. Cause now I'm here, I'm not pro and, uh, I'm going to have to take the hard path back. But, um, I've, truly believe that i have enough talent that i can get back there i think that uh i just need to work really hard and and prove to myself and this team that i'm going to run with that you know what it takes to to get to the top because i mean i've pretty much i've almost been there before so i know what it takes yeah yeah it's 
it's gonna be hard for me this year because now i have two teams in semi-pro that like i genuinely want to do good um mm like it kind of sucks because it's like my old school dmg boys versus my new school dmg boys and my fellow hosts of the podcast so yeah it's gonna be a hard one for me to watch that division all year pretty much i hope you guys don't play It'll each other fun. too much it, it will be fun we for do sure play each other a lot i hope we do play each other a lot i hope we well, do man I, it'll I, be I, reminiscent I, I of love, 2020 practices some, some, yeah you know i thoroughly one. enjoy shooting your, match so, your gun I mean, would would it, it'd be nice to it shoot you with your own gun, J-Bo. That is Ain't true. There's the brother. ability to do that. <laughs> well, dude, I'm, ex- you I'm better excited. better if you're alive at the end of the game. Your only chance. Maybe a trade-out. <laughs> Maybe a trade-out. This guy, dude. I'm excited. <laughs> the thing is, I don't want it to end up like the... I was talking about the pre-show about how when we had Colt Lacow on the last preseason, how I was like, dude, I want to play you guys so bad. Didn't yeah. even get a single match, bro. Like, what the hell? <laughs> So now I kind of don't really want to put that juju out there, but I literally just did. So those guys set the bar, man. I didn't play summer pro last year, but man, those guys. Oh, crap. I don't know if anyone can outdo that season. Yeah. But I don't think this season's going to be like that. I don't think there's going to be one team just running, running. I don't, I don't think so either. No, no I, think I think we'll see a little a more parity between the teams. Yeah, I would agree. I think it's going to be like five or six teams fighting it out at the end. I agree. And it's got, I think realistic is going to come down to the who has a better world cup. Yeah, I, I think yep, that's kind of how this season's going to happen. I hope that's not what big, it comes down thing. to, but, you know, when the pressure's on, the best are going to rise. I, yeah, I think so. it's all, but it, it more so talks about the the closeness of the division this year, if that makes sense. Like, I, I think a couple different teams will win events. So it'll come down to, you know, who shows out the best at the end of the season, that last tournament, to see who yeah. kind of takes the spot. I was kind of thinking about that theory, but, you know, you kind of got to look at the teams, right? And there's a lot of there's a lot of teams in semi pro that I'm aware of. Maxed out, yeah, yeah. It's Pot- maxed yeah. out. It's sold out. Yeah, yeah. yeah thirty teams for Vegas. Yeah. Holy shit! I mean, holy crap! Cool. Uh, are you allowed to <laughs> say shit? Pro- yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, you're fine. Jaybo. All right, my bad. All right, so don't have to use one of these teams. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't look at the rosters, but I'm sure some team. I know there's some teams stacking. But sure. the thing is, it's all about teamwork, man. It ain't about having the best players. And you can use Diesel, you can use Art Chaos, you can use all these other teams that have stacked up. And it's the teamwork, man. It's the teamwork that matters. Uh, you know, bad players that yeah, work together can beat a good team with good players that don't work together. No, I mean... That's a good point. I, I, 100%. I think, I think that's why, like, uh, you know... I don't I always love shouting them out, but shout out to Wrecking Crew. The reason why I think they just completely stepped up from D three to D two and now they're competing in semi pro this year is because they had that teamwork and they bought in. You know, whatever well, you think of that team, they all at least agree, hey, there's one plan, we're gonna try to follow that plan. And it's worked for them so far. We'll see what happens this year, you know, we'll see what their talent level is, we'll see kind of what's going on. But I think they have all bought in and that's, you know, something a good example of that at least. They have they got really good structure, you know, and that's, you know, as a coach, cause I'm coaching this year too. And, you know, I try to tell these teams like the value in a good coach, it provides structure to the team and it, you know, it creates that, you know, third person unbiased opinion that can, that can kind of lead and provide that structure that, you know, a lot of these other semi-pro teams from what I'm, what I've heard of is that these other teams, that's why blast camp and, and PB fit were like just running the table is they had the structure the other teams didn't, and it mm-hmm. showed throughout the whole season because they had, you know, the ability to practice more, um, practice better teams, have coaching all the way through, 
and they had a, just a more cohesive unit all the way through the season versus these other teams that, you know, they're all just kind of chasing that that whole foundation that they don't, they just hadn't achieved. So I mean, I if you want to, if you want to draw teams are doing a it. parallel to past years, that the last team that did the crazy four and you know, almost ran the table and won every event was um, 2017 DMG, and they had mm-hmm. a good yeah. structure in place. Their sparring opponent was top level impact. Yep. They were playing, impact, a, yeah. you know, the best of the best to see the layout before every single event. They had good structure in place from Dave and the Baines family, and you know that the proof is in the pudding like you know the results are shown from that obviously there was a lot of very talented people on that team um Mm -hmm. but you know having that structure kind of brings that to the next level and pb fit is even Mm -hmm. the the better version of that yeah so should be should be fun yeah, man. So looking forward to I'm playing. excited to compete against everybody that like I've always looked up to. You know, dude, when your idols become your rivals, you know, I'm at I'm at that point now where I get to, you know, get to lay down the hate on people I truly love. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's that's for me, man. It's just respecting the opponent. Exactly. You know, I, I I know I'm good enough to compete with anybody out there. I've already proved that, but it's not about that anymore. It's about just respecting the game, respecting the opponents. Um, you know, doing everything I can to be the best for the team I'm playing for. And uh, I will have my opportunities. I'm sure I will. And I, I you know, I'm just going to look into Prosper on those ones. But for the most part, it's just teamwork. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you know, this is probably a good topic to get all your guys' opinion on because you'll all be playing in this year. But I mean, who do you guys think are those top five teams? You know, if you're just trying to make a preseason ranking for semi pro this year? Well, I mean, I, you got to give it to uh, newbies, right? They were at the yeah, top yeah. all year last year. I don't think they made a lot of changes. I think they lost Damian Vasquez because he's lost Damian now, yeah. but I think they picked up some other guys. So mm-hmm. they they should be pretty good. Leverage is going to be a good team. They got uh, Ivan I think and they Chris. got Ivan and Chris. Plus, they already were competitive without them. Yep. So I think those two <laughs> so guys, two. Front, front guys, <laughs> yeah. front guys are easier to plug in. Semi pro so is becoming the sure. like X DMG line. God damn! I feel like all of these yeah, guys who just all, come up the, and now just, just spreading like out in all the semi pro. Like the process of DMG because it's like uh, you know you do learn a lot in the camp, but the camp does teach you a lot about the game, and uh, yeah. it shows with how successful a lot of those players are now. Yeah, um, I, I'd expect you guys to be. I think you guys had what two Sunday appearances. One, but no one's counting. <laughs> uh, one, one I, I, yeah. I feel like you guys but had another one. I feel no. like from a motive, like from a progression standpoint, they were a completely different team at World Cup than that first event. Like they, they still kind of sure. looked like oh, a yeah. D three team at times during the first couple of events of the year. And I feel like towards the end of the year, okay, this is a semi pro competent team. They almost beat Blast Camp. They made that a really very close and interesting game. Um, you know, they put up against GG, like they had good matches and showed, all right, we're competitive. So I think seeing that if that progression extends, then yeah, they will be up there with, you know, a couple of those other teams that we've already named. Mm-hmm. I yep. think that I mean, uh, you guys are young, but you guys going to I think Wrecking Crew is going to have a decent chance of doing good. You know, they got the they got the, You think so? I think so. Why they not? just I jump think... right they just jump right in there and and I think you know, they're going to be a competitive team for sure. I think, I think they'll get they'll get socked in the mouth for sure. I think they'll get socked in the mouth 10. the first couple of events just as kind of like you have to reminder remember that the average talent level every time you go up a division does raise. 
but sure. they have such a good coaching and structure like we just mentioned that they'll be able to take those things from early events and be like hey this is what happened here and learn and progress almost similarly to what i just mentioned with you guys last year yeah i think they'll be good for sure i mean they won didn't they won a bunch of d2 tournaments last year yeah i think it was yeah. basically between them shut up we're trying a dynamic i think that was like the and i think all three of them are moving on are coming yeah, up. i'm pretty sure i'm mm-hmm. pretty sure all three yeah, of them yeah. all three well and I don't Which know anything good. about any any of those players, but I mean, for for them to consistently be in the finals every event, you're getting, and this is what I say to younger teams, is you're getting double the experience every single time because Play you're playing four prelim yeah. matches, then you're <laughs> playing three to four Sunday matches, so you're getting double. You basically played ten tournaments last year, not five. You know, so uh, yeah, of course they're going to level up faster. They'll be ready. I think you know they'll probably be in top ten. New York Wrecking Crew. Yeah. Mm. No, I mean, yeah. it, they, bought, they bought in for sure, you know, that's, and uh, semi-pro is going to be a very competitive division this year. I truly believe because I think the two, you know, quote mm-hmm. unquote, the guys who were kind of the outliers at the top, well, they've now gone up. And so now it's, you know, kind of the best of the rest, plus all these new faces from D2 that are kind of replenishing and bringing in new, you know, hungry uh, talent. I like it. I like seeing people at the top of their game. Like, I don't want to play a team if they're, you know, slacking, right? That's just boring. Well, yeah, that's that's why you love playing the Misfits, bro, because it was a fight every time. It's a goddamn grudge match. Misfits are good, bro. Those guys, it's it's too bad that they're not a team this year because I I got to practice against them before World Cup, them and Blast Camp, and, dude, those those teams are good. They, they They were pretty good as a team. I agree. And their players, they had pretty good players, too. I think they are definitely on the cusp, but ended a little what earlier there. What happened with them? I'm not, exactly? I'm not sure. That would be a Marcelo question if you ever talked to him. <laughs> For sure. Um, yeah. You know, going back to you know your your squad over at Ology, we've obviously mentioned uh, Ben, Tyler Smith, uh, Josh. Are there any other former teammates, or is everyone else new at this point? No, I mean, I was hoping Troy was still on the team, but apparently he's not on the team anymore. Oh, that um, sucks. Shout out, Eric. That would have been sweet. Yeah. yeah. I miss that guy. But uh, Mr. Dutch, bro. Uh, <laughs> Best mustache nah. in the game. I'm sorry, Hatch. So <laughs> this kid, Mark, that, that his name's popping up a lot right now. Um, he, he's he's kind of a integral part of the paintball season right now this year. In, uh, in the offseason talk, sure. yeah. Yeah, he's he's his name's out there right now. Um, he actually tried out for DMG, I think. Like, really? I think for the pro team when I was on the pro team. Okay, I'm pretty sure I've seen him before. I feel like I met him one time, but that I wasn't a teammate. I, but other than that, all these guys I've literally never really met. Yeah, so you'll you'll meet this weekend. Uh, I've heard yeah. their names, I've seen them around, but I, I have no idea who they are. So I'm I'm excited to just get to know these dudes. Nice. What yeah, so it's, it's kind of half and half almost it's you know a couple familiar faces and then you know gotta go meet and learn how to work with some new set of guys that's probably better than that's... what it was on the iron man you didn't know any of those fuckers <laughs> i didn't know them all and everyone had egos and shit man i hated it. i hated that part of it you know like everyone thought that they were the top dog and it's like bro you look around unless you're on dynasty winning tournaments you're on the same level as me bro so <laughs> put your ego aside and let's figure out how to be a team and go whoop the crap, you know, beat the crap out of this, these dynasty dudes. Yeah, there's only that, that's three should be. teams in the past, like, four years who've won a tournament. Four teams, maybe? It, honestly, it's been Heat, Dynasty, still, Damage. Yeah. 
I think that's it. And that was I think he always in the back of my impact, mind. impact. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> it's dude. It's kind of pathetic, man. Honestly, you can't tell me that there's not one team or a set of players that can figure out how to beat these other teams. I get it. They got like 20 years of pro experience, but come on now. There's got to be a way. Scott, we 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 got to figure it out, man. We got to work hard enough to apply our thinking skills to the pro scene, you know. That's what we got to work work on. Keep watching them, study them. Go Absolutely. watch them live. Break that shit down, figure out a way to beat them, find a hole. You I have agree. to. If you're not watching film after like uh say like you're at the Airbnb, you know what I'm saying? You're not watching film of the event right after dude you are slacking bro if you're not you're not watching your own team play their matches and you're not watching the matches of the teams you're gonna play and you're not watching the matches of the teams that are the best then you don't actually not learn the tournament (laughs) i agree completely dude so you might as well go play semi-pro i was gonna say if you're in pro you literally have no excuse go sports broadcasts every single game so it's like you you don't have a like Mm -hmm. i couldn't make it over there fuck how did they do do you do you have the breakouts like you can't you can't have that excuse. Right. It's on your phone. Go watch it. I wish we had that, dude, because on the semi-pro field, they were, like, cutting our games up to where it's, like, I mean, at Cup, we only got one game on the... Uh, yeah. On the ball broadcast. Like, you know? So yeah. that was kind of... I mean, whatever. Better than nothing. But exactly. Well, better than nothing. I, but the thing is, right, we could pick and choose what, what matches... Like, we could see who we were playing and who is the best, right? And we were just picking those matches to watch. Yeah, but I always question, you know... How many players are sitting there watching paintball or they're dissecting paintball while watching it? There's two different ways to do it, right? You can just watch it for the pure entertainment of the match, or you can really be, you know, watching maybe the guy that's playing your spot and kind of dissecting what they're doing and why they're doing it. And that's how you're learning. And I wonder how many people are actually, actually focus in and do it that way. You know what I mean? Because I feel like I see a lot of guys in the crowd and they're just watching. I feel like there's a lot of people that just played in the background. I feel like mm-hmm. that's like the third well, option, right? The people who are even less than that. That's a half-ass, uh, half-ass effort to me. I agree. Uh, don't expect a win in the morning. Agreed. I don't know. Very, very true. Get up at four thirty a.m. to go play at your seven a.m. game. Shout out, yeah. Cedar. Hey, I'm man, still gonna hold that way, against him, man. That was, the way that was we too do, early. It's the way we do it, bro. It's the way we. There's do always it. one on every always, team. It's, it's the way we've always 100% done. Hundred percent Cedar on DMG, bro. Gets up way too early. But yeah. the thing is, he, he makes sure he keeps us, us us in line. And the thing is, with Cedar, he is that structure that J-Bo is talking about, right? He yeah. is that structure that keeps us on our fucking heels all the time. He's all the energy he has. All Cedar. On our toes, that's what I'm to say. Yeah. When you need <laughs> lunch, ask Cedar. You know, when you need new paint, ask Cedar. He'll get it exactly. for you. Exactly. <laughs> he knows. He, hey, he Papa. already knows. You know? Exactly. Papa's not good enough. Go find me a new batch. Cedar, go run to the paint truck. <laughs> Cedar's the man, dude. Cedar is the man. Cedar is a good dude, man. And he's really, he really has gotten a lot better. He's pretty nasty, bro. He's an underrated player. I agree completely. Cedar's, Cedar's shot me out a few times. I hate to say it, his form is very kind of goofy looking is the best adjective I have. It used to be worse and we made fun of him so bad. Oh no, but he's still a good player. where he fixed it. He'll fucking still shoot you out. definitely change people. This is why we know. Honestly, dude, man. Hot take, we need bring back bullying, bro. Hot take. Bring back but, bullying. I don't think that's a hot take anymore. I think we're actually all in agreement that that would be great. You know, it, it just, it, it helps you out because nobody wants to look fucking goofy. Nobody wants to be like, Ugh, you know. Well, you're, so here's the thing. You're only as good as your worst, goofiest player. 
So you got to get oh. him looking cool. Like I got Ben. Benny's gonna swag check me all year, dude. I will not look stupid on a paintball field. Let's fucking go, and, dude. And that's that's a real teammate right there. That's a brother. <laughs> so Dylan's not here to I do that. I don't think so Ben, ben gives him. a fuck what he looks like. Oh, I think ben he cares. just goes up there and rocks no, it, bro. Ben cares. <laughs> no. When we were semi pro before, he he was always Jabo. You got to fix your headbound, bro. Looking <laughs> looking a little weird. You know, and I'll fix it up, or he'll fix it up for me, and then I go Look, out there ben, and smash. Ben wears head capes. All right, I don't want to. I don't want to hear anything about ag yeah, or style. I might, I might throw a head cape on too. What's going on? You know? come on. You guys have fallen so far. Headbands, not capes. Come on. I don't. Jake I don't Lama. want my teammate out there feeling weird about it. You know, got to support the <laughs> support the brother. Would you ever rock a balaclava, Jabo? No, because you can't breathe in that thing, bro. Why would what you ever wear that? Just straight up look like a murderer, and what you look like a Teletubby. You look like a Teletubby. Not even close, bro. I'm, I'm like, maybe <laughs> like the, skele- the Teletubby after the weight loss surgery. It, maybe. You look like, uh, okay. Well, the Teletubby know, that's been on heroin. One. You know what? Wear a purple one at the tournament for D- you know, to match DMG. Well, dude, then you know, that's a fucking beacon on my head for you to snipe. Nice try, buddy. Nice try. <laughs> nice try. Yeah. Yeah, getting me I like mean, that but it's even there. worse, bro. If you get snapped out and run down by a Teletubby at an NXL event, I feel like... Yeah, that's you, mentally degrading. Yeah, you, yeah really I'm the Teletubby in this situation, j You better not get shot by me. I'm the Teletubby in this situation. I'll wipe that shit so quick. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. This is why people are going to be watching all of GDMG games if that does happen. Like, why are they shooting each other so much? It's like, they both know they'll cheat. Like, they First know all, they got to put 40 on here. everyone. I would never overshoot Jabo Ever. You can even well, ask, J- when, is, when have I ever overshot it in practice, bro. It, to be honest. Yeah, I probably deserve it. I've never overshot Jabo. I've always respected him, you know? You know, I still respect you, but I'll put 10 in your neck. It's all good. All right, all right. I'll, Fair's game. Know. I'll get you an ice pack after the match. See, and that's, I think that <laughs> you know, shows the difference. That shows the difference in mentality between a, you know, guy who's played on the pro ranks and someone who hasn't yet. It's not personal. I just need to make sure you're not going to wipe this motherfucking paint off. So I need to put five on you or at least, you know, more so that the ref's going to see it as well. The thing is, Jabo, you better not let the fucking ref save you. You better not fucking let the ref save you, dude. Cause if I fucking, if I give you more than three balls on a guy, I'm getting a, I'm getting my whole fucking team pulled. No bullshit. Really? That's how yes. it is down oh, there, huh? It's yes. Uh, for hit, for hatch, only for hatch. It's I fucking think ridiculous. Well, mostly for I, hatch. Hatch. I've been telling you for years that would come back to get you, and I was not wrong. <laughs> it's not even. I think it's, I don't even. I haven't even been overshooting, and I still get them. I started to defend him. It's I, with you. I've turned around at the beginning of the last season. I didn't defend hatch. Yeah. Now I actually do defend him a little more because honestly, it's his hair. People see the hair, so they like. Think he's doing like extra shit or something? I, I don't fully get You're it. Like, damn, but... look at this fucking rock star. Yeah, I, you, man. I guess just, it's just just be humble and quiet about. It your makes people look I'm at you more. You. Whereas like Silent Jordan over there, no one ever looks at him during a match. He's just holding his lane and then comes and stabs you and then all right, walks off. Yep, that's what I'm. I think I'm a, part I'm of paintball is fun to inflict pain on people. I, I honestly think <laughs> oh, that's yeah. part of, that's part of why I enjoy it. Oh, I, yeah. You know, I was thinking about that today. I was like, man, why do I, why do I like this shit so much? It's like, well, could have any bunker selling. It's just so gratifying. You I know, love you, That's you, my favorite part. You, you get into their 40 bunker and they don't know. And then you just go and just, just stitch up someone's back, you know, a couple bunkers away. They got, you know, Fuck, yeah. caught them sleeping. Like, that shit feels good. They're like watching the cross and all you have is some fucking love handles to shoot at. Oh, fuck yeah. It's <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think you two are bonding right now. <laughs> like you're, you're getting closer over this. Well, you also you have to remember, dude. Jabo is one of those guys that throughout the, throughout the camp, I was the guy that would study. I would, yeah, he's the guy I would study, right? When I would be, uh, when they would be practicing impact, and they wouldn't fucking give us spins at all when we were on D three, we'd study. We would just watch. I would be sitting on the other side of the net and just watch. I'm excited to play the middle again. I didn't get oh, to yeah. do that on Armin. I feel like I went pro playing the center, and then they're just like, you know what? Hi. I'm not gonna play the center anymore. Here to be a two. Gonna play any spot but the center. <laughs> Yeah, so you're going to play a can just... and look straight up a whole event. You're going to do nothing, but... That was the worst fucking bunker, dude. Hey, I but hated that shit. On a one -on -one. What's that, Axel? Yeah, you beat Axel on a one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah, I was a dick about it, too. I kind of... Yeah, what was that? that? <laughs> what was that? Like, I was like, fuck you, French guy. What was that? I ain't going to repeat what I said, but it didn't need to be said. <laughs> you were feeling yourself a little bit. That guy's, that guy's so fucking cool, man. And, and honestly, he was always cool as hell to me out of Capo Edge. And then just, dude, we just were let losing. it go. <laughs> That's one thing, dude. You don't talk like, you don't talk shit when you're losing, bro. It just, win the game, move on. I remember watching that match back. You're like walking to the pits and you're like, dude, I fucking hate impact. I do like, hate impact. Yeah, so that's, goddamn good. I believe that. <laughs> hey, man, dude. I mean, me too. if you don't, dude, if, why would, I mean, they're cool dudes. I like Trevor. I like Nick. I respect all those dudes. Tyler, he's a homie, but it's like, bro, but, they're good. And I think <laughs> it good, also, I want to beat them. So I don't I, like them. It also comes down to the fact that for like three or almost four years, you just, beat you guys, yeah, you guys were there toy to mess Punching with bag. and figure out how to do a layout and that's gonna build some Dude, resentment a, over time <laughs> i have a scar on my neck it's shaped in the in the number eight from one of those practices dude it just never like i mean yeah it, those practices got heated. I, have a, I have like, a couple of those bro not even gonna lie the ones like, that just never just, heal they're, yeah they're just my skin tone is like the you know pigment's gone <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. like the white scar, scar tissue. tissue yeah yeah you know, Damn. it is what it is, but yeah, I don't, I don't, those guys got it too good over there, man. I, I want what they got, so I don't like them. It's almost jealousy a little <laughs> bit. You could say that. Nah, yeah. I you know, I texted jealousy. Tyler. I texted Tyler. I said, yo, I'm coming for everybody on that team's motherfucking spot. I texted him that. Good. Yeah, you should. You so, should push for it. Work your ass off. Get up to the, get up to impact. That's what I want, dude. That's the goal. Uh, Actually, you can get there, dude. Boys. That's yeah, like, I don't. I don't see Hatch fitting into Impact. I'm gonna be fully honest. Why not, bro? Why not? I just nah. maybe maybe he's what they need. Maybe, yeah. Because I I don't know. You I know. just see you and Dave not agreeing on a lot of things. Like, what are you talking about, dude? I'm just, a soldier. No, but you know, yeah. Hatch. I I think you like playing a very aggressive style of paintball, and I think that's kind of paintball's moving away from that a little bit at the top ish level there still are opportunities for it depending on the layout sometimes you have to play that way but you know a lot of the time we're now seeing you know these teams who are playing slower i mean damage paintball i'm using air quotes but that's been kind of the whole thing that happened in the last quarter of last year but it's just teams you know dynasty won that way too playing a couple of their events it's just controlling ground and waiting for another team to almost make a mistake rather than making them make that mistake going and you know getting up in there and and causing that problem you know, in this uh, this offseason, I've without a doubt been trying my best to play that style of paintball. Without a doubt. And if you could do hard. both, you're the most dangerous. Because that's what it is. If you know how to do everything, it's just figuring out the different aspects of the two. The thing is what Brent, I disagree Brent, with. Brandon Cornell's good at it. 
Yeah. He's no, good. I, he knows yeah. when to go and when not to go. It. He is very, very good at it. Hate playing yeah. against that guy. But uh You should love playing against that guy. Only because he only when he fucks me up. But Jay-Bo, then, you know, I, I have footage of him giving you a concussion, so I that's a weird thing to say because he's like it was a NXL the Golden State event. I yeah, you come up stumbling from that, and so that's yeah, all right. definitely not. It didn't didn't feel too great there. I kind of lost, you know. I remember that, but um, you don't think I would do it to him in a second? No, nah, that's true, but I I don't know. That's weird then to go on the turn man. of phrase and say I love playing that dude. Like, all right. I do because I'm playing against the best, so that's how I know that I'm I'm at that level is when I'm playing able to play against the best and and bang with them. Mm-hmm. I, so, I, I, I'm excited because we're playing it. We're playing against Impact this weekend. So, uh, we you guys are going to get to play Impact this weekend. Yeah. 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 So, we got, what about we got the following weekend? Uh, I think we might be able to. So, if I am correct, it's going to be Infamous Impact dynasty mm, yeah yeah ryan announced it on that's a, heavy, fans, uh, so they're coming. that's a that's so, a heavy set we're gonna try our best to work our way in there but you know that's gonna be a hard schedule to get in i mean d3 used to play those guys back in the day you guys got a couple spins not many but there's a couple i remember absolutely. seeing let me tell you that's one thing that i will always be grateful for dave with is when there were times where there would be like a break and there they'd be like they'd already have paint out there on the field they'd be like yo jump in yeah, sure. There'd be times there'd be times when we would get our fucking asses clapped, but every ten every ten losses comes one dub, baby, and that's when we and that's when we would learn the uh, that's when we would learn a lot, right? Because impact so fucking good is like right that thirty seconds that first thirty seconds when you shoot a guy at the break and you can kind of capitalize off that that shit's easy. The hard part is when you're five alive on both sides and then the game locks up. That's when that's when impacts talent really shows, and that's when they're the absolute best. Is when they're on five on five and they lock it up. You're giving them too much time to talk and think about how to win the situation. Exactly right. But it, like, it, off, it, off the break is so important. It's it's like giving them time, but it's it's taken us. It took us that much time to try to put something together. You know, it, it's. Uh-uh. It I mean, it's really like I'm coaching that skill gap. I got some, and we can get into it, but I got some buddies that got back into paintball. I've been coaching them up, and they're going to be nasty this year in D3. But, um, you know, I, I, I teach them, and it's some stuff that I learned from DMG, and it's some stuff I learned from Ironman, right? So I've kind of now I've been in two different, you know, tracks. Um, and I teach them, look, you guys need to learn and get used to playing aggressive so you can scale back when you need to. But if you never know how to play aggressive and you're never comfortable with it, then how are you going to know what to do when you get to those aggressive spots? And then the if you make way. mistakes, you, you get shot and you make mistakes, that's okay, especially at practice. You should be going back and figuring out, okay, so what should I do next time I'm in that situation? And that's how those multi-layered game plans start to develop, right? Because you're like, all right, well, I can go here. I can get to this spot, you know, but what do I need to do to make this next move? Maybe it's using a teammate. Maybe it's, you know, getting a code to call for a zone or something, you know, whatever it is. But that's how that structure gets built and put into place as you start to master the layout. And I think a lot of teams just fail to do that. They just keep playing and playing and playing. It's like, all right, well, well we're just throwing shit at a wall, dude. I agree. That, that's a good thing to acknowledge. And to add on to that, one, another thing that I think is really good to acknowledge is when you win a point with individual skill, right? Not teamwork, mm. right? Sure. It like, may happen sometimes. 
right? And I, I think it does happen. And I think uh, it's yeah. important to it's important to acknowledge where it's like, okay, we could have done this better. And some people get mad, like, oh, dude, we won the point. It's like, okay, but we could have done it better, right? Yeah, you're not going to win a match off individual performances. Exactly. And uh, mm-hmm. I think that's a huge D5, you might. But D five yeah, every no, but that's what I'm saying. Is every yeah. time you step up that ladder, I mean, you're not going to in D two and above. You're just not. Yeah, agreed. No, the teams are they're too good at playing as a team. So you gotta, you know, you're gonna get one of those points where someone tees off, and you know, it might get you up one zero or something. But you better be prepared on knowing what to do to handle that situation now that you're up a point. Especially when they adjust. Yeah, I'd expect them to. Yep. It's like normal tit for tat, you know, chestnut checkers. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. um, so let's, uh, let's, you know, kind of jumping back to ology a little bit. Um, you know, yeah. like you said, you haven't met all the guys, but I think something that is, you know, obviously everyone's talking about it right now is Kyrgo and all of the sports betting and sports gambling stuff that, that has been brought in through, uh, one of your teammates. Um, so, yeah. I mean, what do you know about that? Uh, is there, you know, any information that you have about that or is that you know same thing you're almost you're still kind of waiting to meet him and see all that or i'll find out more this weekend but what i do know is that it's 100 percent legit you know because i know people get you know a little weary about gambling sometimes but i do think it could be good for the sport you know i think i talked to you earlier it could go one of two ways like it can go really well for the sport or it can just be kind of a thing that fizzles out but i have a feeling that the people that are that got involved aren't going to let it fail. Yeah. And, and Mark's, Mark's one of the guys that are involved in he, He's very driven to not only become a pro paintball player, but to be more involved in the sport and mm-hmm. possibly make some money playing like paintball. And I think his, his brother who I'm going to meet is very supportive of that goal. Mm-hmm. And I think having that type of support is going to make it successful and it will be a big part of the game. Yeah. I think I, you know, I, I have to say, first off, I've talked about it on the show. I like gambling. I, I'm a fan of putting my money down and hoping that I win more money based off that. Um, I will say the one thing that kind of sucks with this, you know, first step is it is restricted mm-hmm. in America. Um, so you do have to use a VPN to use it within the continental United States. Um, oh, I thought it was just because we were in California. No, so that's it. in, I've had I, I, a lot of us in the media scene since we've been kind of trying to figure out all this and, you know, all the rules and everything. Um, so it is geo-locked out of the 50 states. If you okay. use a VPN, you can get on, but I didn't tell you that information. Um, so Pretty it's, easy to set that up. Yeah. Especially it, on a phone. It's one of those things that that kind of sucks because that'll stop some people from going through you know because that's now a step that you have to take to get access to it um you know but it does you know maybe eventually that's now a stat that tom could bring to future other gambling organizations and say hey we have an offshore site that is doing this volume off our you know time here in vegas does DraftKings, does caesars does mgm do you guys want to get involved in now taking action on our sports you know we'll get it you know legalized and registered in the states um so yeah i i think it's a good step i you know i wish it was a little more easier to use because i think that would be better if you know, more people could use it without having to like kind of use a VPN and kind of skirt some legality a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, look, yeah, it, but it's, there's a lot of, I mean, you, you got to think about, and, and sorry, but you got to think about how many people may already use Kirgo, 
right? Oh. And now they're going to start seeing paintball pop up as a betting marker, right? Like, oh, hey, we can sure. put bets on this. For the international then, market, they're definitely, I mean, there'll right. be degenerates in Brazil who just put money down on the Ironman and they don't, they, have, they probably won't see the match. They won't know what's happening, but they just want action and that'll be the game that's happening when they're trying to put their money down. I guarantee you that'll happen. How much that mm. happens, I don't know yet. You know, will it be more than mm. just a couple people? Will it be, you know, will all of a sudden Go Sports' site crash because everyone's like, oh shit, like that's how I go watch my game that I put money down on. I want to go over there. Um, mm. it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. And I think obviously as we get more data, you know, through the first couple of events, it'll be a better picture of, you know, what it yeah. all is going to look yeah. like. Um, it's, you know, it's a good step. Uh, it's a little sketchy too, because this is something that uh, the owner of Uprising, uh, Jimmy, I, f- I forget his last name right now, but the owner Hickey. of Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy Hickey. Yeah, yeah. He talked about he was gonna because he's already been brought into the process and everything, and Uprising is obviously a part of it. Um, and he was gonna start promoting it on the Instagram, but as he looked into terms of service, it is still against terms of service to promote offshore casinos, so stuff like stake kirgo dual bits you know these sites that are like this so it is still kind of a a, yeah a fine line of you know i don't necessarily want to lose my instagram account just to promote you know nxl gambling to be fully honest like that is something that would that would be a worse loss for me than just you know not having it in the first place so i guess that's still that's the the line too is you know it's a good first step. I don't hate it. And I want to make that clear out there is like, I don't have any problem with it. Um, but you know, eventually I think this will be a good step forward when five years from now, we're all just using DraftKings on our phone or, you know, whatever That's what I'm talking about stuff that, you know, happens possible. I mean, but we needed something to happen, right? This could kickstart it exactly. and maybe it moves into something bigger. So you just got to stay positive about it and be optimistic, you know, glass half full, you know, I don't know Mark, but he seems like a pretty straight up dude and, and I'm going to meet him and I'm excited to be his teammate. And I think that for him to take time to try to bring something to the sport, I mean, you have to respect that as being a passionate player of the game. Right. I'm I'm fully supportive of it. And it's cool that he's my teammate. It's like, dude, this the guy behind this thing. Man. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, it know, was funny timing with that. yeah everything that's going on. It um, is weird timing for sure. But, you know, maybe it was meant to happen. Maybe this is where I needed to be. Yeah. Well, you paintball know, is so. a tidy world. I mean, the whole reason, you know, Mark and his brother are now involved in the sport is, yeah, is because, mm-hmm. you know, they played it way back in the day. And it, it's funny that a lot of guys are kind of like that, where it's like, you know, I saw it on ESPN when I was 10. And now I went and did whatever this career was. And now I'm like, oh, paintball's still around. Let me go check that out. And we're seeing, you know, guys like Chris, guys, you know, start to kind of get back into it, who've done and went on to be professional and other things. I feel like some people, like, they uh, they loved it so much when they were younger, but since it's so goddamn expensive, they just <laughs> couldn't play it, right? So it's like now they got, like, that adult money. They're like, dude, I'm putting it in. You know, I'm putting it in the pot. And I mean, uh, I mean that's cool. Yeah, and, and, you know, I obviously, I didn't know anything about Mark's brother, and I, I, I don't at all, but, you know, obviously I went to his Instagram and I was looking around like, all right, who's this guy, you know, and what who's he affiliated with? And you start looking, he, he's got some uh, some clout, you know, he carries some clout for sure. And, uh, you know, if he's bringing people to the tournament to expose them to tournament paintball, whether they ever pick up a gun or they just think it's really cool, well, I mean, dude, word of mouth is still like some of the best salesmen ever. 
You know, Agreed. like guys talk about that. And then I think Marcelo mentioned that, you know, some NFL guys might be out there other than Chris Odom. Dude, yeah. just well, getting people out there to see it is I, I the guess first step, bro. A That's good way. Thing. I have to lay out this story just a tad, but a good way to kind of paint this picture of how powerful this marketing could potentially be for the NXL. So Dana White, obviously he's trying to create Power Slap, which is his side brand to UFC. It's a slap fighting competition. Whatever opinion you have about it, whatever, that's fine. At his most recent Power Slap, like, live event, you know, Power Slap 3 or whatever it was, he had Kai Sinat, uh, Aiden Ross, and um, and Neon, or it wasn't Neon, I don't know, some other big kick streamer who they just the had three. them come and stream during the event. The amount of eyeballs that they were able to bring in is insane. And to Dana's credit, when he was asked about that in the you know press conference, he straight up said that. He said, you guys don't understand, but we had a bigger audience online tonight watching these three streamers watch our event than other routes. Like that's just how content is consumed by most of the people who are, you know, below 30 years old. That's a lot of what's yeah. happening is people are just watching streamers or watching other content that's streamed online. We talked with Dan about this a little bit. Um so yeah, I mean that guy is in that world and he, you know, whatever you think about him, you know, personally or whatever, I mean, that's fine. You can have your opinion, but I think it's a good thing, you know? It's it's a dude who obviously loves the game enough to spend four hours on ptg spick and span a couple other shows like he's already trying to donate his time and to help out the sport so you know let, let's let's see what happens i it's it's kind of one of those things that it's still up in the air we'll, we'll see where the the chips fall and if this actually is a good thing or if it is a bad thing or you know whatever happens but i don't know that's always been our thing here is like try to be fair with you know giving criticism on stuff and so far it's been positive yeah and and i think you know we have good things looking forward i think sometimes too is everyone needs to understand their role right like we're all here competing enjoying the sport for what it is right now and everyone would love for it to get bigger right so the best thing you can do is continue enjoying to play it competing talking about it introducing new people to it just just continue that if everyone continues bringing additional people into the sport each and every year that just exponentially grows i think that just still needs to happen i think the youth getting involved is a big thing and then obviously these celebrities and all these guys with all these followers and streamers and stuff that's great too and that that it all needs to happen all of it mm. from the top to the bottom you know left right everywhere all that stuff needs to happen and it needs to all start happening together and then i feel like that's how things just start getting bigger and bigger and spreading quicker you know because i think the moment you go to an airport and some random person sitting in a business suit at a bar knows about paintball based on the brands you're wearing, we've done our job. But still, I have to explain what I'm doing traveling. And mm. I have to explain that there is a professional level. And that was a problem. I wore diet crap all year long through every freaking airport, head to toe dye, looked like I was a damn dye billboard. <laughs> And now one person stopped me and was like, hey, dude, you play, you must play professional paintball or something. Yeah. Not one Where, person. But change that out with, like, Fox gear. I guarantee you someone yeah. would be like, yo, are you a motocross rider? Like, do you ride for yeah, something? Bro, like, at some point, someone would ask you about that. Yeah, someone, yeah. 100%. So maybe, maybe not. A lot of people live in their own bubble, but they're thinking it. But no one's even thinking it. 
Mm-hmm. And that's not, we're still at that point. And it's been like that since I was going to high school parties, explaining to girls that I was pro paintball when I was playing D5. Well, you know? <laughs> good line, by the way. Good job. Uh, but I was going to say, it's almost, if anything, it's almost stepped back a little bit because we used to have representation on broadcast television with the ESPN2 deal in the mid-2000s, as well as other action sports were popping off during that time. So it was kind of like a... Oh, I've heard of that at least. Like, oh, okay, I know that happens. Whereas today, I mean, unless you've seen a TikTok scroll by as you've been scrolling, no one's even, you know, heard of it outside of players and people in the industry. You know, and being pro and being around some of the people I've been around, you know, and hearing the stories of even how that stuff went down, that was a that was a missed opportunity. It it, it was squandered for sure. And um it is what it is, man. It's hard to hear. It was a bummer to hear how things kind of went down, but it is what it is. I, mean, I think we're going in the right direction. Paintball's you know, paintball yeah. squandered a lot of stuff. I mean, I think you're talking about the ESPN one back in the day, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, 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 we were talking Maddie it's about it. It's frustrating. I you think know, you got a lot of people involved in the industry that aren't really qualified to, to be at the level they're at. That plus, I think... Mm especially back in those days, you had a lot of people who wanted to secure their part of the pie. And the problem Mm -hmm. becomes is people were so worried about getting their 10% that they didn't realize if you take 2% of a quarter million dollar industry, it's a lot better than a $20 million industry having 10%. Because they weren't educated on basic economics. Yeah, and I think we saw a lot of people who spent money looking to get a really quick return, and then they didn't see that, and then they're like, well, this is fucked, and then they just... You know, then we had the dark years, the kind of early 2010s where paintball was very dark and there wasn't many tournaments going on. Most, you know, the MPPL shut down, PSP shut down. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't looking good. And now credit to Tommy. Like we, you know, we got to give him credit. He's helped kind of with the other NXL owners, Bart, Dave, you know, Sarge. They, they have kind of brought it at least back to a point where it's a stable product and we can start to, you know, bring in new marketers, new advertisers, new broadcast deals potentially stuff like that can start to happen now i wasn't around back in like what 2000 what was what would they consider the golden era like 2005 to 2007 uh honestly it would probably be like oh three 2003 was when the mppl started so that was like the the start of like the really player focused beach i went to some of the big ones as a spectator as a kid Mm -hmm. when i was like 16 but and that was awesome, but um, and that's kind of what I fell in love with the sport, seeing stuff like that. But um, I think we're almost back to that. I just different. Mm-hmm. We're not at Huntington Beach, but I mean Vegas is look at thirty semi pro teams. Yeah, yeah, that's thirty teams that are saying, "Hey, I think I can be pro." No, and, and I'm gonna come, every year's World, World Cup recently has been bigger yep. and bigger. The amount of teams and participating, the amount of people the participating, stands. the stands alone, Ooh. like the finals are filled. I mean, like, if NXL was smart, sides. they would just pay people to go sit in those stands the entire tournament. Mm-hmm. You know, make those things just maxed out. Just all yeah. extras the whole weekend, getting a day rate. Yeah, dude. Just hey, go well, to the local. If NXL's hiring for that, let me know. <laughs> let me know, yeah. You know, make a little side gig, know. get a couple hours set. Give them free food and some shade. And, you know, oh, shit. Free, dude, 
Hell yeah, that sounds like everyone a great loves deal. free food, dude. Who wouldn't love free food those, on a Friday, the, dude? Whatever fucking vendor that is that they yeah. get every time, dude. Those chicken tendies, bro. Sometimes those hit the spot after they you. They had Chick Fil A last year. They, they did. did. Oh, you're that right. Was, that was clutch. It. That was luxury. Oh, had, you missed on out. Sunday when it was a void. Yeah. On Sunday there was a void. That that made me so sad, bro. Because like mm-hmm. all week we literally like, just ate Chick Fil A so for lunch, and then fucking all of a sudden Sunday comes. You wanted to get ready for the finals, and yeah, you had no Chick Fil A there. See, we're getting there, dude. Chick-fil-A right at the VIP section. We're good. It was we're funny. I around. did talk to Tom about that because we, we were walking by it and I was like, hey, Tom, good job. Oh, you know, everyone loves it. And he's like, I've gotten more compliments on the Chick-fil-A booth than anything we've done at this event. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, well, there well, you go, man. You People know. want what they want. <laughs> That's just good paintball food, bro. You know, when you're just fucking exhausted, it's just so nourishing, you know, it's so fucking. The, the, the man did his homework. He got the right booth there. That was good. Good work. Nah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Tommy's been involved for a while. And speaking of the gambling, he also has had some gambling stuff he's talked about before. I think I, it's legal in one state, right? Like in Colorado, Colorado like is that. what I've heard. Oh, yep. So there oh, may be some other site that you could potentially use. Uh, yeah, I, yeah I, just, I don't know. I, I haven't yeah. heard much about it, and he has been kind of vague about it, too. Um, so maybe we'll see what happens. Maybe that's something that's going to come out later in this year as well, too. So yeah i mean it's, that's, it's exciting that's what kind of confused me sorry that, that's what kind of confused me oh, with, okay. the, with with the, the new gambling thing coming up i thought it was like you thought I, like i don't know i yeah they were, they were connected together. Or, i don't know there was mm. there wasn't much i think because there wasn't much information coming out from tom uh, at i think least this as, as is of uh mark and his brother going out of their way to try to bring a new element to the game yeah, I do definitely think it's more spearheaded from um you know Dirty Goth Boy if you guys you know know that name on Instagram. But yeah, uh is it Mickey Massa or Mickey I don't know how Mace, to pronounce the last some, name. So. Something like that. I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce your last name, man. But yeah, him and his brother, they're obviously the ones who are like seeming to be like spearheading this. Um so it mm-hmm. I think they do have obviously uh like permission from the NXL, but I don't necessarily know if like Tom is involved with these conversations and mm. stuff like that if that makes sense it's also hard Tom has to hold up the nxl as well on his shoulders you know he has to hold, uh, he has to hold up all the like does he own it or does he just work for the owners he works for That's the owners but he go. is the, the figurehead he's the dude who right, gets all the, the hater love whether something goes right or wrong right and he yeah, still has to balance all that and plus work with the what's really been going wrong I, all i've ever heard is it's like refing but people have been blaming refing for literally since paintball started yeah people complain about refing in the nfl so what's the difference i agree and i think that's why one thing that people it will never change people always can complain about play above the refs as a guy who's refed myself there are some slimy fuckers that will say anything to get to get the point in their favor refing's difficult and when i ref cpls i feel like i was a good ref but look about look at how much backlash i got all the time Well, you also had to deal with some people who are not very sane, so... (laughs) I I can't tell that story here, but there's... Yeah, goddamn, there were some amazing moments from head ref J-Bo just dealing with all the bullshit. Hey, dude, I was J-Bo's right hand on that field, bro. Field two for life, bro. I was J-Bo's right hand there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, J-Bo used to hold it down at Seaples, being the head ref over there. Yeah, now you get to be my right hand on uh, the lone wolf semi-pro paintball field. Whatever. You can film my pod. We'll see. We'll see. I'm excited to play. <laughs> you never, you never know, dude. Maybe you'll film. Maybe you'll film my pods. Uh, I hope. I hope you dish out some good ones, man. 
I hope you do. Likewise, my friend. I'm I'm excited. It'll be fun. Uh, I want to play you guys really fucking bad. Three and one gets you in. You know that, right? I don't. Th- I don't think I know that. <laughs> Four and zero and three and one gets you in. Yeah, I don't know if you guys. <laughs> was it two two in in cup? Yep. <laughs> yeah. So you still snuck in. So well, yes, sir. come on, know, boys. The funny thing about that is, dude, what when we almost won cup when I was with Ben, we were two one and one. We almost we squawked, squeaked in at the twelfth seed and ran the table at the on Sunday. Was, was that the event where the Tauntauns declined playing you guys in the that third the fourth match? Event. That was the Dallas they, event. They surrenderered in Texas. <laughs> it was yeah. Texas. Okay, I love hearing that story yeah. from you. It was one of my favorites that I was like, That's "Oh, that true. happened? What the fuck?" <laughs> a lot of inappropriate comments were made. It was a great time. I miss <laughs> Queasy because of that. God, yeah. Uh, I've I haven't seen Queasy in probably about a year or so. God damn. I've been, I've, like, I've, I've almost pulled him out of retirement. Almost. I almost got him. Forology or no for my D three squad I'm coaching. Oh. oh, okay. For the fun Which, line to go shit on some kids. On fill us in on that, Jabo. Fill us in. Uh, on it's that. not. It's not a fun line. They're gonna be nasty, dude. They're super committed and they have the structure. So they are going that? to be good in D three. Who's on that team? Uh, so it's some of my old buddies I used to play with. Um, he's. I don't know if you guys ever heard of Fusion, but when yeah. Fusion was around, that kind of fizzled out towards the end because the ownership. You know, I had some issues going on. So, but some of the guys still wanted to play. They'd hit me up because they felt like I was a good, you know, a good leader to run a team. And so I was willing to do that. And I, I, you know, became close friends with these guys. We changed the name from Fusion to Supreme. And we ran that for a couple seasons. And we went all the way up to, you know, the D1 semi pro level, even though we weren't quite ready for that. It got hard. Were you guys, you guys were HK sponsored, right? Yeah, we were an HK team. Okay. Okay, then I'm thinking that the right yeah. jersey in my head. All right. Yeah, so, um, and those guys, they were all really young. They were all in college and whatnot. So, um, college kind of caught up to all those guys and um, they just kind of fizzled out. And that's how I actually landed in DMG because I was like, well, I still would like to play paintball and I'm not in college. I have a full time job. So, I just was like, well, let me just go play with DMG and, you know, have fun doing my own thing. And, uh, yeah, so then years later, I mean, we're sitting, what, December 2023? I just got cut from Ironman, and one of my good friends from that team had hit me up, and he's hey, I want to get back into paintball, but the only way I'm coming back is if you're coaching. And I was just like, well, I got nothing going on, so I'll help you guys out. And, uh, yeah, there's like four of the guys from that old team, and then we picked up Ryan Podesta, so that's yeah. he's going to be good for the team. And then uh, we have some old DMG players that haven't played in a long time, but they're, they're not going to rust off. They're going to be pretty good, too. And then uh, yeah, I'm trying I... to get Queasy on the line. Are they playing at the NXL? They're playing Vegas, and then they'll play all the WCPBOs. Gotcha. Okay. But, yeah. In Premier or D3? No, D3. No, D3. D3. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ology is going to play NXL and WC. So nice. I'll be playing Premier and... Uh, semi-pro which is good more paintball you got to play you know when you're trying to go pro you got to play as much as possible at a high level so you know i think they're doing it right i agree mm-hmm. i just you know yeah i, I, I want to go I recognize some of these players uh, on supreme yeah 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 I, I yeah they're, they're good dude they're they're gonna be nasty bro we've been uh i've been putting them through a lot of a lot of drills something that a lot of teams don't do 
We've been doing we've been doing a ton of drills. Their first scrimmage was Sunday. They hadn't played anybody mm-hmm. but themselves in drills, very intense drills for all through winter. And then I was, was like, you know what? I think it's time. I think it's time for you guys to scrimmage somebody else. And so they set up a scrimmage, and I think uh, some team local that Yosh Rouse coaching. It was a pretty good day. I think that you know they looked pretty good, man. So I think I think they're gonna have a good season. You know, now they need to start obviously scrimmaging a little bit more often. But you know, that's one of the things a lot of teams don't do is they don't drill and they don't drill effectively. So I've been having these guys. I'm like, you know what? You want to bring me on as a coach? I'm gonna have you do it right. The guys that don't want to do this stuff, then they're just not going to be a part of the team. And it's going to be pretty cutthroat. I so think, explain to us yeah. what doing it right looks like. What the, what the, what the main um, so our, we don't have a layout. So you need to build drills fundamentally for, for one, start off fundamentals. So a lot of January was fundamental drills. Anywhere from simple gunfighting drills to, you know, little situation, more two-on-two, just... You know, time limit, a lot of just it, in encouraging all the fundamentals to be used, simple communication, but more so just getting good at, you know, living behind your gun, understanding how to be confident about engaging in a gunfight, winning, putting a guy in, making moves. Very simple stuff. And to, to, to increase the intensity over a week's time to challenge these guys and have them play a lot of one-on-ones. They play, they play a ton of one-on-ones because the one-on-ones um they kind of expose you to all of the fundamentals right mm-hmm. running gunning snap shooting shooting while moving you know um you know just moving around the field having the field awareness all those types of things it's very fast paced so they're doing a lot of that and then um now i'm saying now that they're going to have vegas they're going to you know practice on the layout they're going to play the tournament and then i told them look so after you play the tournament we need to take away you know, what we did well and then what we need to work on. And then you need to go and design drills. Or, well, I do as a coach. I need to design drills that are going to focus in on those things that we either need to build on from the strengths or improve and make our weaknesses our strengths, right? And, you know, closing drills, situational drills, all those types of things that right now we don't really know yet. Um, you know, we did scrimmage, so we kind of know now what, what we were struggling at, but um, and we can do that on like a Saturday or something, you know, this weekend, but, um, going to an event, yeah. playing four prelim matches that gives you a lot more of like, okay, this is where we're at. Like, all right, guys, we well, lost every low body situation. Maybe we should, you know, work on a couple, you know, Island drills, stuff situations. like that. Yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. Like, that's what I'm saying is Dude. it gets exposed a lot more and you can see, okay, that's what we got to work on exactly so that's the route they're gonna go there's gonna be a lot of structure involved i'll be involved a lot um i'll try to coach him the best i can at vegas we brought on podesta just because he does bring that you know top level experience playing forever (laughs) dude that guy's good man uh you know i've always kind of known who he was but to have him on the team and interact with him i'm like damn bro for like 40 years old that guy is still savage yeah, uh, it's, he, yeah, he gets it done. The guy will still snap anybody out. Yeah, he's so good. He's so good. And watching him and uh, some of his his team, his old like gray area guys play together. Oh, yeah. Every yeah. now and then they come out to to Capital Edge and, and just play. Um, it's kind of weird because they don't. They're they're old. They've been playing together for so long, but the they're not 
constantly communicating, you know, it, it, it's a lot of like reading each other's body language and filling the gap that, um, that's voided at the moment. You know, it, it it's, it's weird watching. It's a little weird. Cause I'm not used to playing that, together you know? for a long time. Exactly. Guys yeah. Playing together since like the mama's boys, like old early two thousands, like we were talking about, that's where they come from. So, mm-hmm. you know, they, they see a they guy shot trying 2K, to two intimidators. Go, like that was like their <laughs> yeah. special team gun was that. So like, yeah, yeah. fucking early days, early days, paintball. Damn. Yeah. So uh, they'll, they'll be good. I mean, I don't, no we don't really the goal is to just make it out of prelims give ourselves a chance to play in the playoffs i think that's the first goal of the team um because i don't think last year when some of those guys were playing d3 last year that they were struggling to just make it out of prelims so this year is totally different vibe totally different structure and the goal is get out of prelims give yourselves a chance to to play in the tournament and uh, see where that goes and then we'll go from there Perfect. And just, um, you know. I was going to ask, you know, as we're talking kind of on the coaching side, this is now your second year that I know of. I know last year you had a lot more to do with uh, Ruthless, which was a local divisional team. Um, I know, mm-hmm. you know, this year you're saying you're stepping into another kind of line that you're helping coach. I, I, is coaching something you enjoy? I mean, is that something you could see yourself maybe, you know, if, you know, someday when you have to hang up the spikes yourself, maybe still staying around in the game in that aspect? Yeah, I, uh, you know, and I told the guys, I, I want to improve my resume as a coach, but I actually believe I'm a good coach and, um, I'm still working with the ruthless guys. And that's something that I think I'll probably always be involved in doing, even if I step away from playing just cause I do enjoy it. And I do have qualities that are needed in a good coach. I feel like from what I've seen and honestly, what I've been told, I so, would agree. So far, no, I, I would agree. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, yeah, no, I wanted to get your opinion on it because obviously it seems like a, a position that, I mean, even when you were playing with DMG back in the day, you had to step into when your knee was hurt and it just seemed almost like a natural fit for you. Um, so, you know, maybe that is something we see from Jordan and, you know, the next couple of years is, you know, the, the marker gets hung up, but the clipboard gets uh, taken down. Well, and that's kind of what almost happened this offseason, right? I was ready to just hang it up and just coach, you know, around early December and then, uh, Theology thing popped up like mid January, and I was like, "Oh, guess I need to get a gun because I sold my die shit." <laughs> yeah, and so became a mercenary. You know, someone and, called your name, <laughs> and I got the opportunity, and I got all back in love with playing, and I've been playing every weekend, and really working on, you know, working out, doing all the pro stuff that you need to be doing, and and uh, just getting ready to go be the best, you know, player for the team I'm playing with. Kind of having that new like, challenge yeah. now, you know, that new next kind of thing to work towards yeah, whereas, to climb. So, so i'll say this like when, when i got cut from ironman i reached out to a lot of guys that i respected in the game at a high level you know some of them being you know rich telford and alex frazier and a couple others and you know mike Kimmon, and they all had different perspectives and different advice to give and i kind of took all of that advice and kind of sat on it and was like all right what is best for me you know like what what's realistic what's best for me and so that's kind of the route I took, right? Like I, I was trying to go stay in the pro division. I had reached out to some teams and there was talks of potentially getting on a team or two. And it just fell through because bigger named players with more respect kind of just got, you know, the opportunity. That's fine. I'm not mad about that. All I was asking for is a chance to go out and show, prove myself. I was willing to bet on myself and I just didn't get that opportunity. And I'm totally fine with that because 
Fucking Thomas Kim oh. comes out of retirement, takes up a spot. <laughs> fucking these dudes, like, no. Throw a shit on the bus there. But yeah. it, you know, it no, does bring up a point of, like, weird, there are yeah. only a certain amount of spots in that top league. There's 20 teams, and those 20 it's teams usually carry about 10 ish guys, you know, a couple more, maybe a couple less. But there's not that many yeah, spots. It's, yeah. it's tough, man. And, and, you know, it may be a little easier if I was a, you know, five foot six front player that, you know, was fast and could get down the field. That definitely helps, you know, your, 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 your sell or your value. But, um, like you said before, you know, you felt like I was kind of quiet or underrated and I feel like that as well. And, uh, I feel like I just need to be in the right system to succeed at the pro level. Well, and, uh, I just didn't get that out of Ironman. So it kind of actually put me back a step. I think a good kind of uh, metaphor for, you know, your stuff, people have talked about it forever, but you, know, you talk about Dynasty, you talk about the core four, everyone knows Greenspan, Frazy, um, freaking Oliver Yosh, uh, Oliver Yosh, I don't know mm -hmm. why I'm forgetting their names right mm -hmm. now, but out of those four, there's always one that kind of gets left out, and that's Yosh. And it's because he plays a similar yeah, role to you. One, but he is. And if you ask people who know, they'll say that. But if you ask the public, because what does he do? He stands in the back. He tells you where everyone is. He holds whatever lane you need. And it's, you know, so whoever front player can go look like an absolute superstar. Easy. Because Dude, you're study... completely protected from your, you know, from Yosh in the back. Like, it's, yeah. I, I watch Yosh route tape all the time, bro. And, like, I saw him over the weekend. And, you know, I always just have a lot of respect for him. And it's like, man, like, I, I don't want to be Yoshrao, but I want to be what he was in paintball or what he is in paintball. And so I look at that and I'm like, all right, I want to be my own Yoshrao, right? But he's got a lot of experience that I'm probably never <laughs> going to get. So yeah. I got to figure out how to do this faster. You know what I mean? And it's mm -hmm. tough. How to you know, speed up the, the timeline. Opportunity. Mm -hmm. I got to speed up the timeline really fast, you mm -hmm. know, because I only got what? four three and a half seasons of pro and he's got what 20 <laughs> yeah and he's bro, at least playing another that. one this year so his number only gets you know higher. what so all i can do is pay attention when guys like that talk and watch their game and try to understand what they're doing and why they're doing it and then make that like i i used to joke about it with like on ironman i'm just gonna absorb all of their skills and become something greater Right, I'm just gonna learn and absorb all of their knowledge, and try to make it something better. And that was like my goal the whole time when I was sitting there just riding the bench. You know, like, all right, well, these guys think they got it. Well, I'm gonna figure out how to be better than them. Mm -hmm. So, but at the same time, I'm ready to go. And uh, when your name was called at World Cup, I mean, you held your job, but that job was. I just what could you do I mean, from I, that bunker? Like it was, it was John uh, Pete Axel in the one on one. <laughs> that was Chicago, but yeah, I handled that one. I was actually playing really well in the Chicago layout, and I earned a lot of playing time there. And you know, we just we just played bad as a team, man. It was tough. It's hard to win three on fives and three on fours in pro, dude. Mm -hmm. It's hard. Statistically, it's you, almost impossible. It's hard because if you're three, like if you're the three, and you also don't play as a team. You ain't never winning that. Never. You may every once in a while pop off and rip off a couple of quick kills off of a good move because you're pro level. But dude, yeah, like, I even, uh, yeah, it, I won't get into details, but it's just, <clears throat> it's tough, man. You got to play as a team. Learn how to play as a team in semi pro. What you guys are doing, 
you know, as DMG, I think it's good that you guys are keeping the same roster. You got the same guys out there running it back. You guys are going to be better this year. You guys are going to find yourselves on Sundays, and that's all you need to do is just get into Sunday and then figure out how to win on Sundays. And a lot of that is just playing better as a team. It's not a secret. There's no special recipe. It's just figuring out how to play together as a team and trusting each other. You guys figure that out and and, and work on that through these through these practices, then the tournaments are going to get easier. And then you're going to find yourselves on a run on Sundays often. You know, there was this one time at Cup where I, I trusted Brando. I was like, Brando, I trust you, bro. And motherfucker, let me get run down. Didn't. Well, I you didn't know, see. Maybe Brandon <laughs> just didn't like how you looked that day or something. Did you have your? Did you? You know? Did you tuck oh. your hair back? You put a ponytail. Dude, like you know a I probably. I probably. I probably. I usually see, walk dude, up I Brando and I go, "Yo, check, my, check the hair." <laughs> I make I'm sure like, he knows. Dude, he's over here, Dorito Three. If you guys want to know, mm. just come on, girl. Go on the inside. I won't shoot you. Hell yeah, but you know, I think you're absolutely right, Jabo, about uh, yeah. the whole trusting your team yeah. and everything. Because man, that really is a difference. Like, I mean, I've guessed it on teams where uh, you definitely can't trust some of the guys behind you. And dude, it's a whole, it's a whole other fight. It's a whole, other, it's a whole other opponent to fight in the match. Well, you know, and on Ironman, I wasn't trusted from the start. I had to earn my trust, right? And uh-huh. it wasn't until you know I started slapping some people around at practice improving myself and being like hey dude what else do i got to do to prove my stake here because i'm on the team too you know and i get to watch you guys play paintball every uh, you know two months so i'd like to know what i can do to get in the mix you know so i was doing my thing and, and trying to move my way up the ranks of the team and it's just it was just a dysfunctional setup man and it sucks that it ended the way it did for me because i felt like i had opportunity and had the potential to be pretty great on that team mm-hmm. but it's all good it, it, we're on a different we're on a different path now i took a harder one but i think it's going to be a better path yeah i and, agree i mean it's it's funny but it's almost something that you've you've played this oh, yeah, game of going up and down up and down up and down for the past couple of years it seems and so it's still here though it, that's kind of what i'm saying is like i mean other guys who have been on teams with you they're gone I mean, I haven't seen how Vanna at a paintball field in a long time, but you know, Jordan Boyum still shows up and it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, there's other examples you could say, but that's just a really easy one. So it's like, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, there's something to be said about that kind of grittiness of this, you know, it's never been fully worked out correctly, but still showing up and saying, all right, this is my opportunity now. Okay. I'll go play semi-pro. All of you guys want me to play with you? All right. What's up, Josh? What's up, Ben? Let's play together. You know, let's figure this out again. Yeah, and that's kind of, you know, if I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go to play semi-pro, I was looking at all the teams, like, all right, who do I see as a potential top five team where at least they're in the fight at the end of the season to give ourselves a chance to get into the pro ranks? Um, And they were on the list. I had made a short list, and they were on the list. And it's like, all right, so I'll reach out to them again, see what's up with that. And then that's when Ben and I started talking. Mm -hmm. Well, and that that brings the whole circle closed from the last time that you – saw Ben that you told us about on the podcast when he left Zach, uh, you know, so you got to finally oh, go beat him in a one-on-one on one now. Yeah, there you go. I'm you got to bring go it out this weekend. <laughs> Saturday morning up in Washington. I'm going to call his ass out when it's freezing cold and be like, let's go play one-on-ones, bro. This is to get back at that time. You said, good luck, Jabo. Whoever the, whoever the best player on the team is, I'm going to call him out right away. Hell yeah. I like Winner or lose, it don't quickly. matter, bro. It don't matter. Win or lose. I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about 
letting everyone know I'm for real. Like I'm really here to be something on this team. So you better, you know, beat the crap out of me on one on ones and put me down a level. Fuck yeah. Jordan Fuck shooting three fifteen yeah. the first day back on the field. Yeah, I mean, if, if there's no chrono, then probably. I'm, I'm getting into their minds. Come on, let's go. You know, the last time I chrono my gun was like a month ago. So. It'll be it'll be colder up there, so it'll be slower. It won't be hotter, at least. It'll be fine. There we go. Yeah, it should be like 290 then. Yeah, yeah, you're going soft on them. Yeah, we're good. Balls are gonna be so for sure, man. Um, I we got through a couple of things. I you know kind of wanted to get through on the paintball side. Uh, Hatch, Brandon, did you guys have anything one, in particular directly one. for uh, Jaybro? Yo, Jaybro, what happened to that? What happened to that one mech tournament that you played at Capital Edge? Oh man, so there's a perfect example <laughs> of a of a team. So you take two bum pro play pro paintball <laughs> players, right? Tyler and myself, and you stick them on a team with a bunch of guys that barely pick up paintball guns. And because they had played, you know, what, D2 a couple years ago, and then they mm -hmm. played pro for, like, a tournament. <laughs> Dude, there was zero teamwork. You ref the damn tournament. I sure did. What what team are you guys talking about right now? I'm. Oh, we played a... So there was a little... I'm, like, trying to put it together. Capital Edge uh, in the first weekend of the year. Yeah, and, I think it was, like, uh, the 7th or something of January. Oh, okay. We, we tried to yeah, put yeah. together a little... A little nasty roster man and it was just Ooh. a disaster you remember that right we Randall? lost we I lost know. The teams. yeah yeah it was uh that was a very frustrating little day of paintball because you know i'm not saying that i, I played that great but i was trying to you know put a lot on my shoulders a few points mm. and there were guys just letting me down you want to you want to know yeah. what i was calling the team What's that? I would call you guys the Goobers and J Boat. <laughs> hey, you ain't that wrong, bro. Like I, I love all those dudes. They're all homies, but man, I straight up told them at that tournament, I said, bro, how do you ever expect to win a paintball tournament playing like that? Valid. Like you guys you think that you're gonna pick up paintball guns after not playing for six months to a year, and you think you're gonna go beat a team that has been grinding every single weekend because you have a couple pros on your team? That's not how that works. Two guys don't that make a whole team. That's not how dude. that works. No. No, we didn't make a whole team. That clearly showed, man. And honestly, those teams that beat us, regardless of how they beat us, I mean, honestly, it's still, it was a little <laughs> subject. But, you know, I'm not mad about that. I still think that we should have been playing well enough to just handle anybody, you know, fairly easily. And uh, that did not happen. And I think teams played up to our level and we played down to theirs. And I think guys, I think there were certain guys on our team, not going to name names, that literally expected other people to win the point for them. And when you're playing in that mentality, you're never going to win. No. Because yeah. like the, the problem is it's it. going to come down to you at some point. Like, I, that's just painful. Like, you're going to need to make a play. You're going to need to hold the lane. Like, every person on a five-man team is going to have to have an Be integral clutch. part in that win. And so if you're just expecting someone else to do it for you, you're already letting your team down a fifth of the time. Now there's four other guys who got to make up for shit. that. And it's just that snowball starts yeah. to trickle and get worse and worse. It's tough. It is tough. But, you know, it is what it is. It was fun. You know, got to get out there and play, and that was fun. Yeah, we didn't win. but um, You, you look know. solid, bro. You look solid for sure. I feel all right. I appreciate that. 
I definitely, uh, I definitely got my shots in on some people for sure. Definitely, you know, I'm like, my God kill count, damn, dude. my kill count was high on that day, for sure. Hell yeah! So I like, but uh, you know, we didn't win. I like to win, so um, you know, I like to be surrounded by guys that want the same goal, and so I, that's why I went and found myself a group of guys that want that. It's the main point of grinding, right? Is the the end goal of winning, right, and being the best. You know, there's a lot of guys that like to play paintball, and that's great. Paintball is awesome. I think everyone should play paintball. But um, for the guys that want to compete and be the best, like you got to do the shit that is hard. You know, if you suck, you know, if you suck at things, you got to be humble about that and and self critique and and go and work on those things that make them your strengths. If you're not doing that on your own and you're not doing it as a team, you are never going to make it to the top. Yeah. Hmm. And that's, that's one thing that, I mean, our coach has been trying to practice with me is he's been having me, uh, he's like, yo, you need to, you're fine attacking, but you need to learn how to slow your roll and break down the game, you know, learn, learn how to break it open. And, uh, he's been really helping me practice with that, uh, with, with, uh, the four on three drills, you know, who's, the body situations. Sure. Who's coaching you? We got Chim. 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 Marv's still there. Marv is still there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna send my uh my guys out out to Capital Edge. I don't know if that's a mistake to do that on the layout weekend, but they're looking for reps. Ugh. I, don't I don't know. know honestly. Uh, that that'd be like a chim a chim question because very true. That would. I mean, be I mean, we're nasty, bro. I think they yeah. bring it. I think the only plans we have is just us against each other, bro. Okay. I mean, oh. you know, that's yeah, true. One of the again, fields we're, will we're be told to play. Up by that. offline. Yeah, we could yeah. be. We could, it could be like one where it's like, all right, we're playing all day, or it's like you're struggling to get reps, you know. So yeah, like, no, we, we could talk offline about it a little bit, but I just want to drop that in there. Hell yeah! I mean, yeah. you know me, you know me Jabo. I'm always down to clown, bro. You know me. Tatch is like signature code phrase. I won't be around. Well, then fuck you. I'm going to uh, Washington <laughs> this weekend. Going to practice up at KC Crusaders uh, with the Ology Boys Saturday, mm -hmm. Sunday, and then. Uh, the following weekend for layouts, I think we're going down to LA and going to practice. Uh, I think there's like a pro scrimmage going down to ASG and we're going to be involved in that. Aftermath. I think it's That'd be cool. aftermath uprising and notorious, I believe. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, uh, which is good. And then I think some other, I don't know. I don't know if they have any semi-pro teams down there. Do they uh, have any other teams? I don't think so. I, I would just assume I like the so. collision the premier teams. Maybe. Uh, the only team play, I play, think play, that would have one. TJ Basters, TJ Basters, they're down there. They're, I think they're jumping oh. in the semi-pro this year. They're, they're pretty good. Okay. So. I, well, I know they've been playing Premier the last couple of years for Dubsy. Mm -hmm. Okay, nice. Mm -hmm. How yeah, how man. often do you how often do you plan on going up there and practicing with the team? Um, I mean, I was only expected to go for layout weekends, but um, I felt like it was in my best interest. And actually, my fiance, she encouraged me as well. She's like, hey, you should probably go up there and practice with them like an extra weekend because, <laughs> you, you know, you just got Alan. on the team. <laughs> and I, I, I agree. I was like, man, that's a that's a good idea. Supportive you know? ex-girlfriend. Yeah. We love it. Yeah, I was like, man, <laughs> you know, she uh, I asked her, I was like, you want to drive up there? And she's like, no, you should fly up there. Like, oh, OK, all right, well, let me get a flight. And so she's like, I, I, I don't want to go, up. but you should go. That would be good for you. <laughs> And I, I agree. I think it's a good thing. I think the building the chemistry, getting what? So by the time we actually play Vegas, I'll practice with them six days. Mm -hmm. That's better that's, than that's just a lot. You, you, you know, you can get a, a weekend in six days. 
Yeah. Yeah. Better than just a, a Rican. Right. And, and honestly, I still got to earn my spot. Nothing's guaranteed. You know, they got their own team, they have their own dynamic. I got to find a way to fit into that. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, and yeah, I know Josh, yeah, I know Ben and Tyler, but I got to fit into what they already have set up. Mm-hmm. I got to learn their calls. I got to, you know, learn how to communicate with them and, and uh, that's not going to be something that may happen, you know, by the first tournament. So I just got to, you know, be ready to grind. That's it's it. kind of, it's, you know, this is will be your second time now since DMG kind of broke up where you have to jump into new waters, you know, figure out someone else's, you know, team system and organization and how everything's set up. Um, just because, you know, it's it's not the, the team that you were a part of for so many years. No, but as a pro, I look at it like that shouldn't be a huge issue. You should be able to adapt fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think I talked about this with Tim Brussel back over the weekend because we were practicing together. And I was like, man, you know, what? Dinner. how should I really approach this? And he was like, you know what? He goes, don't, for one, don't play down to semi-pro level. He's like, continue mm-hmm. to bring that pro mentality and that pro style of play because it is a different style of play than semi-pro. He's like, but bring that and just make it better for the team. Like, if, if that makes sense, like bring what you know, bring your knowledge and just share it amongst the team and try to make that part of how you guys kind of play, you know, but we already have Josh there and Josh knows, knows the deal. So, mm. uh, and Ben's been there too. So it shouldn't be that difficult to communicate that style of play and, and mindset to the team. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, yeah, there are a couple translators almost already. Probably already there. Yeah, it's probably already there because they've already been a team for a year. So mm-hmm. um, it should be a lot of easy, you know, two-way conversations that aren't a lot of explaining. It's more of like just getting on the same page. Like, mm-hmm. all right, yeah, no, we both agree on this. Let's go do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm definitely. Yeah, you guys. I'm definitely sorry, excited do, do to guys... see how all she does this year. Uh, continue, Brennan. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys have a coach, a dedicated coach, or? Uh, so they had I no I don't think they do which is a you know it's a little bit of a concern because I do believe you need that structure as a coach I really don't want to see Josh be a player coach even though he's I kind of feel like he's the one who'd do it if that does come up yeah he would he would (laughs) but I I I I think they have some I know they had Thomas for a minute Thomas Taylor but I don't Um, know how that was working out and then uh, I know he's still involved with the team but um I, I don't know. I, I hope I hope they have something at some point. I know that there were some names floating around, and I'd thrown some names out there that would be good candidates. But um, I mean, that might be the only thing yeah. that they that we need. I mean, to break the fourth wall a little bit, if you were watching Spick and Span earlier on the day this was recorded, so the February twentieth show for them. I mean, your your teammate was openly asking, trying to figure out coaches and like people who are open and available so it it does seem like that's something that you guys don't have at the moment um so yeah maybe that'll someone will come through before the event or maybe by texas or something something will happen but yeah i mean that's that's part of the process like we were saying you know every team's a little different you got to figure out the challenges that are coming with that organization i think though the one good thing we have is that we may not have a coach it obviously sounds like we don't but uh, as long as everyone, it's a very tight-knit group and everyone understands the objective and they understand the game plans, then there won't be a lot of discussion in between in the middle of matches. That's the one thing you want to eliminate. Yeah. If you're not going to have a coach, you want to minimize that amount of 
questioning and overanalyzing in between points. It should be, hey, this is we're doing these things correctly. This is what we're doing. This is what they're doing. We're gonna go do this now. Everyone understands it. Okay, let's go. You know, and and hopefully enough of that pro level mindset is is scattered amongst the group to where we can just adapt quickly, right? So it, we'll see. I mean, man. chaos in the be, pits uh, is only exacerbated when you don't have that third voice to be like, everyone, shut the fuck up. Here's what we're gonna do. When it's just well, every, all the homies you, yeah. and it's not, you know, a dude with a clipboard. Now it's, yeah, you need to all buy in and be like, all right, this is what it is. Let's just try it. We'll see. As, you know, at least they know what they're getting in me is I will not be one of those people that causes disruption in the pits. I will come off the field, get my air, get my paint and be ready to do what we need to do. But I know that's what it takes because you watch all the good teams. Just go watch and all the good teams. That's how they operate. Yeah, you know, it's a mental. No, focus, I mean, right? Campbell's mental, man. Yeah, I, well, you guys play yes, a lot on is. the divisional side, so you guys, you know, you'll see more of the divisional teams. But how many teams that like have full-on breakdowns in the pits win games? Bro, not very many. I, uh, you know, it's funny because I walk, I walk through the. Uh, you guys saw me a few times last year. I just, I would just randomly go walk through the semi-pro pits and the, and the like divisional pits, just just to kind of get my mind off of whatever. And dude pure chaos <laughs> it really is it was just it was just it almost gave me anxiety dude it did the opposite effect i was like holy shit bro there's there's people everywhere there's gear everywhere there's just people you know smoking in the pits and crushing beers and that's what i think is the fucking craziest part dude dude i'm like, like smoke a joint in the fucking pit yeah, like, i'm like, like all right dude okay we get you yeah. just got mercyed bro but like I'm still playing my match. Maybe you don't have to light that up yeah. in my face. Yeah. Like, and then they're fucking all salty. Yeah. They lost the match. We're like, we're just asking for a table, bro. It's like, dude, relax. It's tough, man. Paintballs all walks of life, and you know you're gonna get that atmosphere a lot of times because it's, you know, it's just a different type of sport. But I wish some of that would go away a little bit. You know, I like to have fun too. But when I'm competing, man, I like to take it serious. You know, to me, that is fun. This is a conversation I, I've I had with uh, Matt Ingles when he was still the head of NXL is, you know, he'd talk to me mm -hmm. like he had sponsors come to events like PR people for big brands come to events to like see the atmosphere. Well, then they'd walk through the divisional pits and most of them would not return his calls after that because they don't want their name associated with just the chaos over there. And some of it oh. I get, you know, you're, you're at an event, you're having fun, you paid a lot of money to be there. But some of it's like you guys you're at a professional event like you need to kind of act that way a little the bit premier events you know you're at the top the top echelon of events and it goes back so to you know like trying to grow the sport and that stuff is like you got to act a certain way to have people want to show up like you know you can't just be having fights all the time and expecting p people to bring their like families to events that just isn't going to happen i think the old school paintball was like that 100 and, and <laughs> And that, that's cool. And, and, you know, it's great that it's, you know, went through its different stages, but we're at a stage now where to compete at a high level and to be successful at paintball, you have to treat it like a sport, like a, yep. like a legitimate, um, like, I don't know, be regulated sport, but it, it's a real sport, man. Like, I don't care what anyone says. It's a real sport. You want to compete at the highest level. You have to treat it like you're an athlete, whether you are or not. But, um, to do those things, just do it off the field, man. Like, go leave the field, go do it, because honestly, you want to be an ambassador of the sport. Like, let's mm -hmm. clean that up a little bit. 
and uh, let's show some professionalism even in the lower ranks. That'd be nice. Semi-pro at least they should embrace it for sure. Let's for let's sure. let's if you're fighting treat for pro, our semi-pro field. Let's treat our semi-pro field like we're playing pro. You know mm -hmm. that'd be cool. And I will say credit to a lot of the organizations in semi-pro. Like there is at least a level of respect for most of the teams out there. Of like, all right, we're, you know, we're not just gonna fucking get hammered the day before and show up and say kind of fuck it. Like, yeah, majority of the teams who are in that level are starting to try to really take it seriously watch I game film that. get planning and stuff you still have a couple though who will you know kind of let that stuff go and it's like guys like now that's kind of putting a black eye on all the other teams in your division who are trying to take this very seriously and like mm -hmm. be professional about it well that and it's like okay so you're a videographer right so are you still doing you still gonna be working at the nxls uh yeah yeah for yeah yeah and so i mean i'm not gonna tell you how to do your job i'm not gonna tell you what to oh, put like on film but to to watch the actual sport in its truest form at like a high level is the most satisfying thing to watch for me personally so when you have clips of people shouting random crap in their pits and just looking like fools to me i'm like dude you guys look like goons dude like i don't you don't look I mean, like no professional team even some of the summer pro teams with like their their rants and their hype shit it's like what the hell bro <laughs> I, I uh, look like a bunch of fucking goofballs. I, I will say with some of that though, like there are some epic ones. Uh, freaking LVL, they used to do Ric Flair speech. I thought that was a dope one, just because you know you got the sure. woos in there. I think that's hype. There, there's a couple good chants. Obviously, yeah. Dynasty's got their leg and you know their legacy chant that they use. Uh, but yeah, yep. no, that is a good point. You're not seeing a lot of like, I. I well, there's a line like, and you know oh, the line and everyone here knows the line shit on their mom and and you know, <laughs> yeah. beat their dead like what <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're gonna go to their home after this about, we're gonna end them live in front of their whole family and extended grandparents oh, man, it's like dude, bro what the fuck you're playing paintball cringy, bro like hey, we're man. playing paintball this you know shooting gelatinous balls at each other that's uh yeah i've emailed my it's buddy the other day i was like gelatin paintballs or gelatin capsules for a science project that's all we're doing. <laughs> Dude, when, that when, doesn't sound sketchy at all. <laughs> when people no. are like gangster in paintball, I'm like, bro, there's nothing gangster about shooting gelatin. Bro, you ain't hard. Other, bro. I... bro, you ain't hard. You ain't hard, dude. There's nothing paintball, threatening bro. about gel gelatinous balls. I mean, how they are off the field is one way, whatever. It's not my business, but, you know, when you're playing paintball, just have some respect for the game and, mm. and uh, you know, be a little bit more respectful towards towards everything. Mm. yeah no and and so i yeah i guess to the credit you know the divisional side you'll see a lot of that stuff and ramping up into the semi-pro ranks that does start to get kind of weeded out a little bit more um so that, that that's good but yeah you know like we're saying is you know that's the type of stuff that you know when you're at a local sepal or something and you know you see a team doing some shit you know maybe say something you know like i mean i like it's the type of thing that that behavior starts from that really early stage of you getting into the sport and you know if you just keep it going the whole way you're just i don't know it's it's almost I mean, kind of like sponsor if uh, if i was a sponsor and i was looking at two different teams let's say you had two teams and on one hand the team plays on sunday every every tournament right um but they're very professional they have you know athletic builds they're, they just are like a good representation they look good in paintball gear and then you have another team who's just like 
kind of a mixed bag, you know, a little rowdy, um, maybe a little off script a lot of times about the way they conduct themselves, you know, looking a little raggedy, but they're all, they also play on Sunday every weekend and you had to pick between the two. You're probably picking the more professional team, right. To have represent your brand. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. More than likely. Yeah. So, you know, for these teams that, you know, want to play paintball for free and get all this gear and crap, like maybe you should, you know, think about your image and what kind of image you portray to you know represent a brand i mean and that's something that you know you guys i i don't know how big that conversation is from die but there probably is a little bit of pressure from that of like all right you're a you know uh, you're a die, die athlete they just, uh, they want you to represent die and <laughs> die only and and i totally understood that and respected it i didn't sign no contract or nothing but i understood what it meant to be a representation awesome of a brand <laughs> they didn't even have to tell me bro i already knew yeah mm-hmm. You know, well, I'm and not I, the field. I'm it is kind play. of funny because I will give credit to paintball teams. Paintball players are are some of the better ones at understanding how to shout out, you know, their brands and their sponsors, and you know, to talk about the companies that they use. Like, mm. I mean, I don't know, like freaking what high school football team is like. Shout out Rydell, uh, shout out Nike, uh, Air Jordan brand. Like, no one's doing that, but a D five team at Sepal is like. Yo, HK Army, they brought us some awesome shit. We love that. Uh, like, I've seen those conversations happen. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's mm-hmm. kind of along the lines of there is kind of some good things there that Paintball's doing, but at, you know, same time, you got to check what's the whole image look like. You know, you're saying that shit, but then you're also saying, now we're going to fuck these dudes' moms up in the same sentence. And it's like, well, no, yeah, you just kind of counteracted everything you just did. Right. So, so, yeah. Um. The, you know, that's... Obviously, the majority of our stuff tonight, we're, we're definitely getting towards the uh, the end of the show. Um, looking over at time, I do have one other spot that I wanted to bring up tonight. Um, when was the last time you guys watched Cops? Did it, Have any of you guys watched Cops recently? Ooh. You know, like, I've um, seen it in the background of things, but I feel, like I, seen, I feel like I haven't seen a recent episode, you know? I, I canceled. Like it's only been a rerun. So, yeah, I canceled my TV service. Okay, yeah. so totally get that. I, I think at this point, Cops is pretty much canceled now because YouTube exists and because of public access to body cam footage. Because I spent like two hours the other night just watching a channel that literally, this dude edits this shit so it's like a movie scene. Like he will take different camera angles, put them together so you see like the whole story play out. Some of the highlights, uh, a family fist fight uh, with three brothers at Disneyland, which is a domestic violence uh, a dispute, apparently, because shit. they're brothers. So That'd they all had to be arrested. Uh, they all got trespassed from the park. The other cool thing was there was some body cam footage of like behind the scenes at the park. So that was kind of cool to see that shit you never see. Um, the other another one around Disney, there was a guy who tried to bring a uh, three grams of Coke and his strap just into the park. And you obviously can't Things do that. A good time. Yeah, so the cops were like, uh, "What? What the fuck, dude?" <laughs> yeah, you can't. You can't open yeah, or no. concealed carry no, no. at Disneyland. Yeah, it's not allowed. Um, nope. So, uh, well. but the but the coup de gras, the best one that I watched that held my attention, and I was like, "This is fucking amazing." Is I I don't know how the situation started, but it you know cameras rolling, cops rolling up on a scene this like teenager is like crashing a car like he's actively like just backing up into this tree in like a driveway like obviously is not driving the car well he you know officer comes up on him tells him to stop everywhere yeah and obviously dude steps out instantly you can tell motherfuckers drunk like he's standing slurring around you know looking through people like 
it's not a good situation cop comes up to him he's like hey man you know like get the fuck out of the car do not run anyone over like get the fuck out of the car get on the ground and gets out standing there looking at him eventually dude pulls out his taser tases him they get down on the ground everything's crazy they scuffle for a little bit but they're able to get him in cuffs they get him up for the next 10 minutes and i shit you not it is 10 minutes this guy yells i will kill you my neighbor I will kill you, my ninja. I will kill you, my insert whatever word you want to use for the N-word there. Because that's what this man screams mm. for 10 minutes in a row. To the point where the officers, like, break halfway through. Because they're like, dude, what the fuck? Like, no, you're not. You're not going to kill me. You, you have no opportunity. You're not going to kill me. You are a white 15-year-old who is drunk. And so seeing that was just amazing. They finally get him in the back of the car. They turn on the uh, the camera to get him to transporting because the whole time that he's on the way to the station, he is just screaming at the top of his lungs. Like, ha, ah, take a deep breath. Oh God! <laughs> take a deep breath and so you can tell that officer was like i want to make sure there's video of this so that i'm not like getting called into fucking custody somewhere where this guy says something happened absolute crazy scenario but this is just openly available on youtube this is something that uh, a camera crew would have to go out and record 20 years ago but now just because of the body body worn cameras because of the dash cams we just have a full-on reality every, every show detail. that's happening on YouTube for free, pretty much. It's have it's amazing. That, have you seen that one that's like really recent? It's kind of blown up where the dude he yeah. the cop has a guy in the back of there you go the guy the cop has <laughs> a uh, a guy detained in the, in the back his back seat a fucking acorn from the oak tree falls oh. on the hood of the car and the officer thinks it's a gunshot. He immediately dives in the ground. He's like, shots fired, shots fired. And then just fucking pulls out his gun and is just annihilating the person in the backseat. And what's even more of a oh. bitch move by that mm. little fucking, I don't like Bruh. that dude. Bro, he, he says he's hit. Bro, gets yeah, down on the I'm ground, hit, crawls around and is like, I'm hit, I'm hit. And proceeds to keep dumping his mag into an unarmed dude who's just sitting in his cop re- car because of an acorn. So uh, maybe that dude shouldn't be on the force, you know? I just was, guys we, like we that. Need to get him a CS3 and get him out on the paintball field. <laughs> maybe, man. <laughs> I don't know. God. Either yeah. way, <laughs> you know, or put you know, let's get some body cams on the players, dude. That's what we need to do. You know, we need to steal Formula on One's YouTube. mass cam that they have. I don't know. I maybe you've not seen cost. it. Ah, it's, it's. I will be excited to wear like a that this big. Year. So I have I have no clue how like much it is because the smaller things get the more expensive they are um but yeah no that'd be cool to throw it in in a mask uh, if we eventually get access to one of those uh but speaking of masks you were wearing you were wearing a die last year you wore hks before that finally back oh, to jt's man, I'm, go- I'm going I'm going to the glory dude dude the, the JT it's where everyone place. goes when we don't have to wear something worse oh man <laughs> you know it's like i'm on dynasty but i'm not on dynasty you know, i get to wear all the cool stuff yeah man i no, i mean proflexes was like the first mask i had so i'm excited to go back to that i heard they're not the same but i'm still excited that you, gotta, you can you breathe just, gotta get like a, a retro pair an old school pair because the plastic is a little different it's not as like flexible anymore yeah. uh it's a little more okay. rolled i also i wear a flex eight so it's a little different just in general but yeah i've seen some of the newer proflexes and stuff like rolling up the like mask foam is or foam the it's, little plastic is way harder like it's just a more resilient uh, or like kind of tougher piece of plastic bro it's well, not that bad i've been shot through the vents don't suck well that helps Very you 
You know, <laughs> you know sometimes there's sometimes a, I'll be standing there on the fun. sidelines and I'll be catching some heaters, bro. So well, you know, the best thing you can do at this point is just stay in the pits, bro. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Let the men work. You're right. Stay in the pits. Let me and Brando handle it. Not even close. We'll, we'll yeah, go out yeah. there and we'll. You know, I'm excited you know. to play against you, Jabo. I'm excited to play against you. Big dogs Can't hang wait. out on the porch, man. If you're not Can't a big dog, wait. stay off the porch. I look forward to playing anybody and everybody. Yeah, dude, definitely, dude. Big dogs got to eat. Um, there's a lot of dog references we can make, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it will be exciting seeing you know you guys in the same division now. Uh, Just seeing, just seeing everyone, man. Just seeing everyone at the tournaments and you know cheering for guys and then wanting them to lose is the best, dude. I just love it. I love it. Seeing the change happen over, but I mean, yeah, I was just gonna say, you know, you. This is something that's never happened is, you know, Hatch and, you know, Brandon, to a certain extent, he came a little bit later, but they were always on the team that was kind of underneath, you know, you and a couple of these other guys who are now on Algae, but it, it'll just be cool to kind of see you guys playing against each other now, because I think it's always been that way, but it's never been that way in a NXL format, if that makes sense. Like, it's always just been like scrimmages at capital edge and you know random street ball tournaments yeah. and stuff like it's it is kind of cool to see a okay you know let's go see who's better let's go compete a little bit yeah no i think uh you know for me it's my perspective a little different it's just you know i'm just one player you know on a team and i know all these guys and i would love to you know shoot every single one of them um and win the match but you know i gotta i gotta work with my team to make that happen and um, I'm sure they're gonna. I would expect them to bring their best game and try to try to beat us. And you know, that's just how it's gonna go. I like the good matches. I like the four fours, tight. Let's go to overtime. Like I like those matches, man. I don't want a five zero nobody like that. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna take those when I get them. But I would hate to five zero DMG. That would. That's no fun. Yeah. Let's let's make it. A, let's make it a match, bro. Let's, that's what I'm saying. Let's get, I don't let's think you guys are going to. Let's get some some slimy shit going last bro. year's like, ology didn't do it so shit. i don't know if you guys are going to did you year. guys play the ology last year you guys yeah play? i think we lost how'd that two. go i think we lost by two. Oh, it was a close match you guys did take the five, lead five, but three. they were able to was it five three yeah, yeah I, I think no, you guys went know. up i never played them oh yeah brandon wasn't there for that tournament oh yeah that's oh, when he wasn't there you know oh you that oh yeah you played us when we had like six dudes oh that's what it was yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah no i i just i remember filming that match you guys <laughs> went up early but they were able to vegas. adjust <laughs> hell yeah. yeah i will i will make sure we bring more than six to vegas i will make sure yeah. and if you only have six just go down the street and grab a seventh i mean yeah, who is who is the roster right now for dmg uh yeah, i know we, there's who, been some changes all right so we have so per, so actual members on the roster that are that are going to for sure get playing time so we have damn all right myself, <laughs> okay <laughs> whoa, whoa whoa i'm not naming i'm not naming any names i'm talking about the people that are like on the fucking all team. Right, like, all right. like we're for sure taking the tournament so they have me brando cedar marv micah uh paul aj Aiden. that's it oh and Caden. Yeah, yeah yeah i forgot about that Goober. Caden yeah. ross yep. yeah nice so there you that go. Is, um, same, that's same the roster. for sure roster. So yeah, pretty Dude. much the same yeah. roster. I mean, are the only Logan dropping out because little little yep. gay boy? Um, I, we can call him that because we're friends with him. What happened he, to Logan? He was pretty Logan, good. Shape put, shape Logan, 
he's, he's he, he, he got, got a taste girlfriend. real life. Yeah, I was literally yeah. gonna say Logan <laughs> found uh, a female, and yeah, <laughs> he got a, uh, which he got sucks. A single it, of life. It, it sucks because he got a girlfriend. What? A month or two before World Cup, and he was playing out of his mind. Yeah, I feel like. Good. Oh yeah. And now he's yeah, Kilo he's not balanced, playing. bro. Now he's washed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know they, they, that, that, that uh, those females have that effect on us at times. You know. You know. Yeah. If anything, yeah. I'm actually mm-hmm. kind of like judging you and Brandon for letting him make that decision. Like, you know, come on, you guys are brothers. Dude, You're I supposed t- to be like, come I on, bro. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That was a missed opportunity for sure. You know, you could have stepped up and been a good teammate, but you guys failed yeah. at that. So yeah. I I'm glad you agree with me, Joe. This fucking guy, bro. This fucking yeah. guy. <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude. I was like, I was like, Logan, you are fucking, you are, you are lame as hell for doing that. But yeah. Nah, did you say lame? You, Is that the word back. that you said? No, I did not say lame. And I was like, I told him, I was like, I was like, dude, you really came this far just to quit like that? Like, wow, could not be me. That's a good nah, ass point. Back, dude. Everyone comes back. Come on now. We'll see. So over yeah, under a year, year or do you know how many do you know how many people I've heard say they're gonna come back but never do? Do you know how many times I've heard that? Avenir said he was gonna come now. back. I haven't seen that motherfucker since. Oh man. Uh I'm at the point now where if you're if you wanna do it and you wanna be around and you wanna put in the work, you're gonna show up. I'm not gonna sit there and message you every week and ask you to come out. Like Exactly. Dude, I'm gonna go out and get my work in and that's you know, that's you just how it's gonna me, be. Soviet. And, you, you know, put in the work. Let's go. If you don't, then that's cool, bro. We're still friends. Just not gonna play paintball with you. Very true. And it's like, why? Hey, why would we let someone that has been practicing back on the roster like that? You know, it's like it just wouldn't make any sense. No, it sets um for the guys that are on the roster. You know, it doesn't really the fucking face. It does not send the right message to the team. Nope. I agree. It's lame. Yeah, I think you guys got Chim though. I think you'll keep guys in line and you'll be fair and, and true to people, so it should be good. Well, and I will say, you know, something I'm going to try to talk about it vaguely because I don't want to give any names or anything away, but to DMG's credit, there was a player in this offseason who wanted to come play with you guys who may have been helpful, may have not, you know, all that's in the air, but you guys declined him or at least told him up front that there would be other responsibilities as a part of joining your team, which are just things that your guys' team has to do to be, to get your sponsorship, to get, you know, the help that you guys do and that he would be expected to do the same thing. Like, it doesn't matter what his name was or what he does, he would still have to come and do those things because that's just, that's what it means to be on DMGs. You have to kind of deal with some of the stuff that comes along with it. So, you know, that was something that I thought was respectable from the guys this this offseason because they were like, look, we're not going to just give someone a free pass because they want to come show up. Like, if yeah, if they want to come, then fuck yeah, we'll support them, but you got to do the same shit we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that, that is it. And I know what's involved with committing to a team like DMG, so I didn't even entertain the idea of because I know I can't uphold that commitment. Based I wasn't on talking about life. you, but yes, I mean, no, I it's, yeah. Ta- I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I yeah. was... Nice. <laughs> oh, that's fun. <laughs> that's all good, dude. You guys will be just fine without me. You're good. Very true. You guys will be right. Well, fuck yeah, guys. I think, uh, we, you know, we do got to bring this up to the end so that way Jordan can get back to a little bit the rest of his night. I know he probably had a busy day at work and wants a little bit of off time before he's got to get up and go do it again. You got some 5 a.m. workout tomorrow? I know that's usually your schedule. Six. I got lazy i'm six now six see i knew it six, i knew it would be so early time it's 7 a.m just there's no one ever there at seven so you get the whole gym to yourself 
Hell yeah. Mm. All right. Well, so we, we got to let him go, but we got to, you know, bring this all together, put a little bow on this episode. So uh, I need two things for that to happen. Uh, I need a cool guy of the week from Brandon. So how's that going to go, buddy? Do you have one ready? I got it right. I just got to copy the link. Boom. All right. This kid saw this kid. It reminded me of like old, old uh, Call of Duty lobby days. Um, I'm, I'm going to call him Rocket <laughs> oh, League those kid. Those were savage, dude. Dude, Rocket League kid right here at a tournament, live audience, playing. Uh, the camera goes to him on the Jumbotron. He has a sign-up that says, uh, love to everyone, and quickly flips it over. Says, oh, I've seen this one. Dude, no way, <laughs> Okay, dude. I've seen this TikTok. Yep, it's a good one. Shout dude. out this kid. And yeah, for the, the Rocket clicks, League bro. kid. Oh, so yeah, man. no, he's a fan side in the audience. I'll throw the video in on that one because yeah, you have a good example there. I'll be able to grab that. But uh, good thing they didn't record the record the audio on those old lobbies in the Xbox days. Oh, there'd I be a lot of canceled it. people in our generation. We'd be canceled, yeah. You know, thank God they don't not like, be record here. that shit. Thank God that it's like canceling came. You know, after Modern Warfare. 2. After, yeah. Thank God we'd all be in some trouble. We'd be fucked. We'd yeah. Be fucked. It's probably a good thing I didn't make a YouTube early on in Call of Duty's life cycle. There would have been some suspect things out there. God damn, it was a lot different of a landscape back in those days. Um, but it was okay. It was, it, and we it miss was the it. standard back then. And we all miss it. Now you just get to watch, you know, cops unload their fucking mag at an acorn. Yep. And that's what we get now. We don't get racial yeah. slurs. We get I'm cop shootings. Call of Duty IRL, bro. Yeah, dude, that, YouTube's yeah. just evolved. <laughs> the badge cam, bro. That shit is entertaining as fuck sometimes. Did you say badge cam? Badge, badge cam? cam? Oh, oh, badge cam. I said badge what, is that what you're going to be your mind with on this year? Oh, God damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's like, you know, the the VR stuff, but come on, man. Hell God yeah, damn, dude. Yeah, bro. Uh, before, the other thing we need to kind of wrap out this episode is we need a code word of the week from Hatch. So uh, what's that going to be yeah, this week? Here we go. Now? All right, so with Jabo's new team, you know, and, you know, if he's a fellow stabber like myself, not afraid to go get a fool so i would say stabology you know what i'm saying the study of what stabbing the fuck okay stabology bro the study of stabbing i like it i like it I respect that, that man stabology bro are you serious <laughs> fucking conjunction words <laughs> come on bro that was my best guess right. here brandon i didn't have anything else come for on. you oh my god sound it out bro right. good luck to everyone trying to spell that code word this week we get a lot of bad spellings on it. I hope it's. I hope every message I get is spelled wrong. It probably will be. Um, but uh, let's uh, let's see. Go and do the list. Uh, I think we got through the most of the rest of the stuff. We got a cool guy of the week. We got a code word of the week. Uh, real quickly, just uh, a quick reminder out there. Make sure you write uh, rate the show, subscribe to the show on the different ad platforms. So if you're on YouTube, Apple Podcast, Spotify, drop a little subscription or a follow button on those, and then also drop a rating. So five star on the uh, two podcast platforms, and then yeah, just leave a like on YouTube. That'll uh, help us out. Just uh, spreads the show to other people. Let's them check out our uh, great conversation with Jordan tonight. Uh, we appreciate him again for coming on. Uh, if you want to get more content from us over here at From the Sidelines, you can head over to the Patreon at patreon.com slash mafia underscore productions. M-A-F-I-A underscore productions is where you're going to find that. Um, we got the bonus content, ad-free versions of the video. Um, there will be people who listen to this podcast within four hours of it being recorded, and I will get their feedback because they do it every week. Shout out to those guys. You know exactly who you are, but they're all members over on the Patreon. So go head over there if you want to be a part of that crew, uh, get access to it as soon uh, 
soon as it's available. Um, we also have the merch. If you want to head over to XXV, the label, I've been wearing the Stabbers Don't Get Stabbed shirt. Speaking of Stabbers, my freaking light is giving me some shout out, but we have that one. We also have the podcast shirt that Hatch has got on. So yeah, check all those out today. Yeah, good job. Check all those out over at xxvthelabel.com. We'll have the link down in the description. Uh, but yeah, go grab yourself for some merch. Uh, help support us over here on the podcast. Keep these shows on the air. Um, and the other people who help keep our shows on the air is our lovely sponsors. Uh, so we got three of those tonight. We have weltclothing.com. We got to talk about them. Uh, down at Texas, they've got some great apparel. If you want to go check that out, they've got uh, some new uh, baseball jerseys that they just dropped for the season, as well as other t-shirts, headbands. I know they just did a... Uh, uh, mass strap release, uh, like a limited edition one. So ch- stay tuned uh, with those guys over there. They always are doing kind of special one-off drops and pieces. So weltsclothing.com, use code FTS to save some money over there. Uh, we also got Nectar Energy, a uh, great little energy pouch. You can throw it in your lip, kind of similar to a dip, uh, but the big difference is there is no tobacco or nicotine in this product. It is uh, just caffeine and neurotropics. Want to get a little buzz at work, kind of get your uh, energy levels ready to go when you're in that midday slump. That's a great product to grab for that. Head over to NECTR.energy. Get some more information on all their great flavors. The uh, Ice Mango, Fresh Mint, uh, Spearmint, uh, Pure Berry Blast. Uh, there's also the Hour Sour Apple, I think it is. I think it's a green yes, apple sir. sour apple one of green those two apple. uh they've got a lot of great flavors over there you can go check them out and also get more information about the product like i said at uh, nectar and nectar nectar dot energy uh, go get some more information use code mafia productions over there all one word and last but not least we talk about them every week liquid iv they've been with us since pretty much the beginning we love them as a sponsor and hey go uh go check out some of the greatest uh, hydration products on the market transfuse you suck uh just kidding um <laughs> we uh we love them they got all the great flavors over on the website brandon's killing his lemon lime tonight but they also got i mean golden cherry watermelon strawberry uh they also have the they sugar-free flavors of. lemon lime conquered grape there's a white peach in the sugar-free as well so if you need sugar or sugar-free they've got those options over there so go check out at liquidiv.com. Grab yourself a pack. Uh, use the code mafia underscore Moffitt. Save yourself 20% off at checkout. Um, you can get it at Costco, Target, any of those places as well, but you won't get the 20% off. Uh, if you just yell mafia underscore Moffitt at a checkout lady, they will look confused and they will probably try to like, you know, get you in trouble for something. So don't do that. Go to the website, uh, liquidiv.com. Use promo code mafia underscore Moffitt. Save 20% off and get it free shipped to your door. It'll be right there waiting for you. Um, well, that is everything for me. That is all the great things I got to remind our audience about. Uh, thank you so much to everyone who's tuned in to listen tonight. We've had a fun time. Um, Jordan, you're a mainstay of the show. You're one of our most downloaded episodes is, uh, you know, our one with you. We out. We always love when we get a chance to talk to you. Uh, it's, a, you know, usually a couple hours out of the night. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's always a blast. And uh, yeah, man, thank you again for coming on. Um, anything you want to leave us off with tonight? Any kind of final touches or final thoughts from you? Yeah. Uh, first off, I mean, thank you guys for bringing me back on. I do look forward to seeing all you guys. I really hope that Sacramento DMG and you guys do really well this year. Um, but I want to thank Teamology, uh, Tyler Smith, giving me an opportunity to come come aboard and, and try to make this something great. And shout out to you know Lumini Labs and Impact Action Sports, where they mainly play out in Oregon. And then uh, also KC Crusaders. And then obviously we're going to be wearing some uh, JT gear. So shout out to them. I'm looking forward to using all their stuff there for some soft goods. You're shooting Planet again this year, right? I'm choosing. I don't think the team has a gun sponsorship going on okay. or a deal, but I've chosen personally to shoot a Planet Clip CS3. So you chose Planet. I built a, 
I built a golden gun, dude. I got it. Finally, 007 status. Let's go. There we go. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to try to get the kill count high on that one. So I'm looking forward to that gun. It, it rips. It's, it's shooting really good. So, um, And I trust it. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And then um, uh, violence as well, I believe, is going to be have a hand in uh, support knowledge at, at some point here. So um, just really excited to get the season going and uh, see where it goes. And maybe we can check back in at the end of the year and see how it all unfolded. Well, hell yeah. We always love having you on the show, Jordan. And I mean, yeah, you're you're not getting out of this. We're going to make you come back on here at some point in the future. Um, thank yeah, you so dude. much again for your time tonight, man. Um, I mean, Hatch, Brandon, do you have any fl- any final thoughts for our guest tonight? excited to play your ass yeah yeah i'm excited sure. because you're excited i uh, can't wait i hope you i hope you guys play really it's hard well to fucking tell us. if you're fucking excited or not jbo you fucking <laughs> it's all monotone yeah it's, my heart's radiating with excitement you okay. can't tell that <laughs> i could never know about just the voice alone i can definitely tell now all right, and I'm down to trial. I'm down to trial the uh the new mask uh vision camera that you're gonna set up and put in or body cam yeah, yeah, we'll see if I can go if I steal PNG. one from uh, Liberty Media or the guys who were behind uh, Formula One. Well, you know, but... don't don't do anything illegal, but yeah, try to get hands on one. It's a little illegal. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what we got to do. Slightly sketchy. I'm good with that. Um, mm, well, that's, all right, guys. We got to bring this podcast on home. This has been episode number 82 of From the Sidelines. I mean, it was an absolute blast. Thank you to all of our audience members for tuning in. We are going to be back next week. We got another great guest. Um, Oh, I guess one last final, final thing. Uh, If you haven't watched it already, uh, by the time this is released on the public um, uh, platforms, I actually was on a episode of In the Pits podcast. Um, So tomorrow night, that's going to be recorded live. Uh, So head over to In the Pits, uh, his uh, YouTube channel. It'll be over there. Um, So yeah, go check that out if you haven't already but if you have already seen it uh yeah no worries then just wanted to give you guys a heads up about that and uh yeah we'll see you next week for episode 83 for steven hatch for brandon brando baird my name is ryan mafia moffitt and for our special guest jordan boyham we would like to say thank you and we'll see you guys on the next one bring us on home hatch bye (laughs) see you guys later